still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It's 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo right around the corner here. And, uh, oh, the panic. I've already had a full panic. It's it's basically noon for me right now. I went to Killer Mike last night. Oh, nice. It was great. It was like a revival, but my friend Brian called me. He's like, let's go to Killer <laughs> I Mike. Tell yeah, you I still, still got, got my, the wristband yeah, band on. on. Got my band on. <laughs> I didn't even know if I did that. I'm going to take that off. I still got my last night band on. But yeah, my friend wanted to go, and I like run the jewels. I love run the jewels, so I was like, okay, maybe I'll tag along and see what Killer Mike's up. And I think Killer Mike is a brilliant human being. Every, he's one of those people that we need in this world. I don't agree with anything, or not anything, but everything he says. But he always says it in such a way where you're like, good point. You know, it's logical. That makes sense. It's I'll not, think about that. It's not angry. It's not like my way is the only way. It's a thought provoking way to say things, and he's just he's just super smart. The show was uh, called High and Holy, so it's all about just smoking weed and praise the earth and all. It was, it was, you know, it was uh, like going to church for weed, and the dude just killed it. And Van Buren was awesome. The sound is amazing for that kind of stuff. I've never been to that place for uh, any rap stuff or anything. It was really good, but it was fun. So, and it's a weird mix of like, you know, fifty-five-year-old white dudes, like there's young black guys there's middle-aged black guys there's white women there's it was a strange and mexicans like he's he's everybody loves him and they and his uh, backup singers were a uh, master class in singing they were incredible so we're out there i did the thing so i'm like yeah 11 o'clock rolls around i'm done i roll over to the h&h ranch downtown and i'm like i can be asleep in 10 minutes i don't have to even fumble with it so i'm like yes popped right down there stayed down there woke up this morning Get my keys, put them in my pocket, sit down, tie my shoes, go down to the car. Door won't open, says key fob not in. I'm like, wait a minute, my keys are in my pocket. Reach in. The Jeep key had fallen off somewhere, somehow, Ugh. of the thing. And I'm like, well, this could be anywhere. Like, I I walked from, you know, basically. I'm screwed. The, I walked from the apartment <laughs> over to the Van Buren, and we went to dinner. I'm like, this could be anywhere. This could be anywhere in the city. So I immediately order an Uber. And I'd like to apologize to uh, Sam, I think his name was. Sam got within a minute, and I found my key. (laughs) 
I had to cancel the ride. It's like, would you like to give Sam eight or nine bucks for the effort? I'm like, you bet, Sam. Here you go. I didn't know that. When you cancel an Uber, it, it tells you how much you should give him. Just so you're not such a it's dick. Your, don't be a dick. It's yeah. the don't be a dick charge. Right. It's like, don't be a dick. So Sam was out. You know, it's 440 in the morning and Sam's out. I'm, I text it like right there. I'm like, hey, man, you're two minutes out. I got to cancel. I'm in the, I didn't even realize it. I'm in the basement of the parking garage. This text isn't going out. I learned that the other day yep. going to the uh, show. No, yeah, you, went, yeah, you were yeah. there. This text is going nowhere. So I'm in the car. I'm like, I don't know. Or I'm next to the car. I run back up to the thing, turn the whole apartment over. I'm like, where is this thing? When I was putting my shoes on, it must have fallen off, hit my shoe or something and gone under the couch. I, I don't know. I don't even know why. I, you know, when you just look. For looking sake, I'm crawling around in this thing, looking under in the kitchen. I'm looking under stuff. Look under the there it is. It's sitting there under the couch. I mean, you gotta be kidding me, Sam. Sorry, can't make it. I double canceled. <laughs> I think I double tipped Sam too. I I hit him because it said oh, how about five thirty six for Sam's effort. I'm like that's fine, but that was down in the uh, garage, so I don't know that that went out because then Sam's still coming, and I hit cancel again, and it charged me six eighty. I'm like I think I just gave Sam twelve bucks, and it's worth it. I feel bad for the guy. Uber driver, please don't one-star me on that one, please. Because, uh, yeah, and whatever he was doing out and about downtown Phoenix, you know, quarter to five in the morning. And then I didn't find the keys till like 10 after five. Nuts. Time for Air- Apple AirTags. I'm AirTagging I'm gonna, everything. I'm going to buy one of well, those. Well, I have a bunch of AirTags. Putting on my keys would be genius. Yeah, they have those key ring genius that you just fit yep. right in. Yeah. I got to do it because my heart was just... Pounding, I'm cussing like crazy. I lost, I lost it because you just feel helpless. And then I'm like, well, what do I do? Like the Uber will get me there, but now what? My car's just trapped down here. I don't. I got to get the other key. Obviously, I can do that. But where's my key? Yeah. Oh, it's a pure panic. Lost my mind. And then I found it, and everything was fine except for Sam. Now I've I've transferred all my crap to that guy. He has to be thinking to himself, one person needed me this morning and bailed on me at like one. And he's two minutes away, which was the worst part. Dude made it all the way, you know, from eight, eight minutes to two minutes. And although that eight minutes was more like 17, he's eight minutes away. And I'm like, when I canceled, you were two minutes away. And I've been up here searching for a key for 15 minutes. I've noticed that before. You try yeah. to you try to get your uh, your Uber, and all of a sudden, oh yeah, the driver's on the way, and then all yeah. of a sudden you see him going the other way, and he's still got to drop his other guy off. I'm like, oh, you yeah. prick! And just talking about this, I, I got into this discussion yesterday with a lady who who disagrees with me vehemently that this is the easiest time in the world to be alive, and I, here I am, like, oh, I I had an immediate option without like my car. Like within two or three minutes, if my let's say my battery didn't start, I didn't have jumpers, and I had to go fast. Uber's there. This lady's like, it's harder for a child to be a child today. And I'm like, as I'm reading this thing, I just realized that as I'm washing my hands, I haven't touched anything. Like, I don't even have to turn faucets on anymore. I, I walk away from toilets. They flush for me. Like, how much easier, do, how much more convenience can we get and still bitch about how hard life is? It's so simple. That's it's ridiculous, and it'll, it'll never change. No, I know. Well, but that's the problem: is that we got we we are we're we're tuned to just go nuts and complain about how hard things. This morning was frustrating; it was my own fault. But I had the option of Uber, and I'm like, God! And all I thought was, man, is Uber a absolutely awesome thing? This is like immediately. I'm like, I got a ride. I always have but it a gets ride. So- to the point where it's so far removed, where you have that thought, where you hear people like, "Man, I don't know how people survived thirty years ago." I don't. 
I mean, right. I, I start no thinking idea. that way, and it's like, well, there was ways you have to stuff. You have to think about it. Thirty years ago, the convenience part the, of it. You're in the bottom of a parking garage with no car. Yeah. Thirty years ago, there's no phone. Right. Thirty years ago, you're standing next to your car, just sitting there, going, "I don't know what to do." Got to go to the uh, lobby, find, find a pay a phone. phone. The lobby at yeah. four forty in the morning. Yep. No, you ain't finding anything. You got to find a pay phone. Hopefully, you got change. If you don't have change, then you got to. Then what? Then you got to try to find you thumb through yellow pages. And then someone tries to collect. Then we would have to, uh, you know, somehow track you down saying, oh, well, John's late. I wonder what the deal is. I I text you guys immediately and said, hey, uh, ran into a problem with the keys. And then you you do. You start thinking to yourself, how are all these creature comforts ever taken for granted by anybody who says times are hard? I get it. Financially, you can have issues and stuff. It makes it feel like everything sucks. But this is like the most convenient ever. This morning, could I would have melted down. I mean, actually, if it was 30 years ago, I'd have just called you and said, I'm not coming in this morning. <laughs> i got to figure yeah. this out. I'd be worried that my keys are floating around. I'm just standing next to my car. It was nuts. Yeah. So I, I, What a morning. She went back and forth. Two hours yeah, later. I, I would have been here like 10 going, guys, I'm sorry. I missed the whole show. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, she's going back and forth about her kids and like the internet causes bullying and and hurts you know they're, they're susceptible to i'm like no the internet causes them not to have to work very hard to learn the internet causes them to know more than you and i will ever know by the time they're 20 if they want to the internet's glorious what it causes is you know the, the jones factor of you can tell your kid you're not going to be on social media that's what you're really talking about social media he has to have it well you're saying it's the worst thing in the world for him but if he doesn't have it he's an outcast if he doesn't have it, no one's going to know. Like, no one cares if you don't. Uh, trust me, I'm a person who doesn't have social media. Nobody ever says, hey, want to be friends? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. Do you have social media? No. Well, I'm not talking to you ever again. It's You're, you're not. Nobody cares if you have it. Everybody's self-centered. They've got a Facebook. They've got a TikTok. It's all about their TikTok. It's not about yours. Nobody yeah. cares about your thing. You do. And then I get this on top of it after going back and forth with her. And then this morning was just like almost a stamp, an exclamation point of, how great we have it here. Uh, this, this guy said, can you please scream this for me? And I said, I'll do it. All right. Here, we, uh, Brady, it's time for another segment of What the f*** is going on? <laughs> this one I agree with. Now, this I don't understand at all. It says, hey, Holmberg, I'm in an argument with my ex because my 15-year-old daughter was invited to her friend's party this weekend. Big deal, right? Except for when you look at the invitation, it's called a lost her virginity party. What? Her parents are having a pool party Saturday because their daughter is officially a whore. (laughs) 16 years old. Her and her boyfriend did it. Uh, Not happening, right? The parents of this kid are very sexually open. That's what my my ex-wife says. They talk to their children like adults. I'm public enemy number one with my kid and my ex because I'm putting my foot down saying, no, we don't celebrate this. My wife says it's old-fashioned, and we shouldn't be talking about sex like it's awful. We should be open and make it less of a taboo. Is this the new normal? I'm 39 years old. I, I already feel like I'm 70. Uh, this isn't right. Uh, would we celebrate a teen pregnancy? Would we have a party for that? My wife says if we treat, uh, the sex, uh, treat sex like adults, our daughter probably won't get pregnant because she'll be knowledgeable and she won't be afraid to talk about it. The whole world is effed up when it comes to this. Brett, slap high fives with Holmberg. You guys have no idea how easy your lives Hell are yeah. without all this love and BS. Sylvester. Lost your virginity party? Crazy. Wow. What? 
What? If I had a... Sorry, you're not going, Kirby. Yeah, Kirby can't go to the lost virginity party, but it, like... Well, unless Kirby goes, I'm going. Okay. All right, I put my foot down. I gave okay, it. you can go until 8 o'clock. You go until the virginity stuff starts. The good thing with this guy is now at least he knows that his ex-wife's a whore, too. Well, his so, ex-wife, you know, yeah. I mean... I, I, I hate watch all the new Sex in the Cities because uh, it's called And Just Like That. And it is the worst television show in the world about four women... You couldn't hate more if you tried, and then they give yeah. you more reasons to hate them. They're the most self- selfish, horrible characters in television history. I hated Sex in the City. I watched every episode. It was Girl Entourage. <laughs> I hated that show, too. I, 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 They're awful people. They had an episode a couple, like a week or two ago, where the one lady's daughter, who's adopted, was like, um, my boyfriend's parents, it tells her parents this, my boyfriend's parents are out of town. And so I'm going to lose my virginity to him this weekend. And her mom's like, oh, my God, is it happening? And I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't how TV's supposed to teach lessons. This isn't right. And she goes, oh, be sure you have condoms and everything else. And she goes, Mom, I know what to do. We've talked about it. It's fine. But it, this is the weekend it's going to go down. And it was like a celebration in their house. Uh, she tells the dad and everything. Else. So she goes over to the boyfriend's house with the parents out of town, forgot the condoms, calls her mom in a blizzard. And her mom goes to the drugstore, buys condoms, and gives them to her daughter so she can whore out for the first time. And I'm, I'm like, I got to look online and see how people reacted to this. Like, people had to be like, they've gone too far, right? Nope. An entire gaggle of broads going, this is how I wish my parents treated sex with me. And it's amazing. What? You know, yeah, it's amazing that they found that the guy's parents were fine with this, They too. weren't. They there weren't you home, go. and that's going to be the episode. Well, they aren't yet. So then, a week but later... why would you do that? I mean, because, I mean, it'd be more practical to go, okay, well, this is great, honey. Let's contact yeah, your, you're your boyfriend to contact both sides. and the parents, and let's all four go out. Let's let's <laughs> get a, together and go out to dinner and celebrate you guys. Talk about you uh, putting your rod in my daughter. Yeah. And then, the, uh, and then a week later, the girl came home. And then let's talk about what I did to your mother last night. Sure. That's um, my um, old argument. You want your kids to not have sex. Always have a video ready of you and your wife or husband uh, banging away and saying, well, I want to make sure you know what you're doing. Here's a here's your mother and I pumping it out. But then they had another episode like a week later where the daughter was like, hey, I need you guys out of the house. Uh, he's coming over and we're going to have a f- party. And they're like, oh, my God. Uh, OK, we'll go to dinner or something. They cleared the house. And I'm like, in my mind, if I go back to when I was like 16, 17, I wish my parents would have cleared the house so I could, you know, oh, yeah. have a f- party. But I knew that was never an option. You don't want to do that. It was crazy. So this dude's got a, you know, big trouble. But I didn't know lost your virginity parties were a thing. Oh, man. Evidently. I, it, yeah. I didn't know that either. Well, I mean, as go, far you're... as pulling that off, uh, you know, that's one thing. But I, you know what? It, it feels like um, being discreet is taboo now. And I'm like, well, there's it's a, not really taboo. It's just like, oh, you're being too. There's a double edged sword to that. I though. mean, there is a double edged yeah. sword, but sometimes it's like, if that were the case, then maybe the parents are open and they're discussing right. about, well, your mom really likes this, or I like when your mom does. Well, you this. don't necessarily need to get into why. Like, why don't you? <laughs> how to make mom squirt? I, mean, I know. I don't think that why don't you? Part of it because that's something that's like super private. Want to be discreet? About well, that's independent and individual. Like saying, I like to, you know, I like to be edged. It's just too much info, but everybody yeah. knows we're having sex. You and know? so that falls under the category. It's like, I, I know I can't prevent my daughter from doing right. all that, but I don't want you to can also make celebrate that factor. So repressive that she does it behind and doesn't yeah. have any knowledge of what's going on. And it has on. been yeah. in the past.
for the most part. You have figured it out, though. You and the people that go to your daughter's school kept it Christian, kept it guilt-riddled, and that's the right way to do it. Guilt needs to be attached for the teenage thing simply so you don't have the problem hit your desk when your daughter comes home with STDs and pregnancies. That's why you shame kids in sex. And then when they're 18 or 19, you're like, look, you're on your own. Have fun. But I shamed you that way because, God damn it, I didn't need some great. This guy's 39. He doesn't want to be called grandpa in the next two years. Here's the thing. You know, it's uh, have fun or whatever when you say that. It's also a powerful thing. I mean, I understand sure, sure. people are saying sex is, um, you know, don't we're, we're taking it too heavy. We need to be more open about it. Sure. Like that. But realize, man, it messes with people. It, it can. Does. Because no matter right. what, no matter the point that you think you've got it under control, there'll be one that you connect with. And sure. And you can make babies and STDs. Yeah. But, yeah, I say communicate like crazy. Absolutely. Make it a non-taboo topic. And also – Shame your daughter wildly for being like this is what like girls who used to lose their virginity, not necessarily, uh, kind of tried to keep it quiet because they didn't want to be whores. Now it's like uh, evidently there's parties and stuff. You can tell all your friends and then like there's cake. It was like period. Oh, yes, there is. Oh, there's cake. All right. Eat all you want. But yeah, like the period parties. That's another thing that used to make girls cry. I, I remember that Stephanie girl in fifth grade bleeding all over her desk chair. She didn't come to school for like three days because of the shame of it all. And I'm like, that's the way it needs to be. That needs to be a hidden shame. Yes, we all have sex. And yes, we we all poop. There's no reason for me to come out of the bathroom and go, I think I saw an asparagus. Uh, I think, I think, you guys want to know details about it? Let's have a party. Let's have my giant poop party. That is a little earlier. There is a first poop celebration in the toilet, you know, when you're training your kids. Sure, in the house. But if you threw a party, (laughs) invited people over, I would egg your house probably. I'm sure there are people that do that, though, too. That's the worst part. Yeah, the period parties. We need to bring shame back. For guys like, uh, what was his name, Sylvester? Guys like Sylvester so he can shame his daughter into feeling like a whore again instead of, like, going to other girls' houses and going, Well, Hannah's parents don't mind that she gets laid. <laughs> my dad lost his mind. Hannah's a whore. I had a couple of uh, situations where my sister was getting, clearly getting ridden in the back of a car. Like, clearly. My dad lost his cork. Some of my happiest memories as a kid was my dad... Steam shooting out of his ears, shouting at my sister, calling her whore and stuff. It was great. I was like, finally, somebody's on my team. It was great. When he asked that uh, Mike, that Mexican guy, to leave so he could yell at her, I said, I I might as well have popcorn. I think I had a hot dog and a Pepsi. I just remember sitting in the, I was in the recliner, and he's like, "Uh, nice to meet you. You need to leave right now. Okay, I'll see you later. Can your daughter walk me out? Like, this dude was thick cartel. <laughs> and then my sister walked out with him, and he just just handled her ass while they made out for four minutes. And my dad stood in the window, and I thought he was going to kill her. I thought for sure he was going to kill her. Dante! Yeah, you have embarrassed me and everyone I care about, you whore! I'm like, here we go. Turn the TV off, John. There's no reason for this. This is the best show on TV right now. Now, his behavior caused her to be more of a whore because then they started to have battles over, like, you tell me I can't, watch this. So it needed to be handled differently. As the observer, some of the greatest days of my life. He found a card in a room about some guy, you know, wrote her a letter about 
how sweet her honey pot was. I don't know what it was, but it made my dad found it. And it did Does that run in the family or something? Because you with your uh, poetry book that disappeared. <laughs> well, look, a lot of dudes write poems. <laughs> to the vagina? Yes. You have never done it. No, I have not. Oh, wow. I have done it a lot. Because I haven't lived. I was bored last night uh, <laughs> laying in the apartment by myself, and I decided to pen some vagina poems. <laughs> There's a whole play called The Vagina Monologues. Everybody does it, Brett. But yes, yeah, some dude wrote a... A poem in a Hallmark card to my sister's uh, honey hole, and she kept it on her. She did it so he'd find it. Like they were constantly button heads over like her clothes and everything else. It was, it was great. It was just great. I remember a listener called me up and goes, "Hey man, remember me? We went to school together." I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I remember the name." And he goes, "You might remember my brother. He hosed your sister." And I'm like, "You're gonna have to be more specific." <laughs> now I'm lost. Now you could be anybody. Was it Jose, Fernando, Luis, Jesus, Rodrigo? Which one was it? You're going to... Ha- I just will never forget that ugly red couch we had. My dad standing on the edge of it shaking that dude. And the dude didn't stand up to shake his hand. He just put his dead fish out for my dad. And he goes, nice to meet you. You're going to have to leave now. I'm like, oh, this is great. He's the one that I stood in the garage with. And he asked me what year my diamond back was because he was going to steal it. I know he was going to steal it. What, what year is your bike? Like, what year is my bike? I don't know. I got it last year. I guess it's. Well, a, I don't know, Mister. What is it? A last year? I was bigger than him. I was in like seventh or eighth grade. I was bigger than this guy, and I was nothing. Like I don't know. Last year was that eighty five? I don't. What, what are you? What are you? What are you putting on that? It's nice. Yeah, I know. Okay, all right, get your eyes off my stuff here, Mike. If that is your real name, Did you like Miguel. it, Miguel? <laughs> Can I take it for a ride? No, because you'll never come back. You have to realize it's the mid '80s. I'm a huge bigot. <laughs> Probably a whole bunch racist. You don't understand how my mind works right now. I'm looking at you like, aren't you supposed to be inside impregnating my sister and causing all sorts of strife for me later? I've heard about you, too. To get that bike. Where'd you keep it? Uh, in my room on a lock. You can't have it, Mike. Yeah, he was in. And then he came back in the house, and that's when my dad met him. Oh, it was phenomenal. A virginity party. They made up. He came back with a dozen tamales. I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's something to unwrap. I, know that, dude. I unwrap this like I do your daughter's panties. Oh. It comes right off, and then you eat the meaty center. Oh, oh come on. Jesus. Look at Michael. Michael from my past. I wonder how he got stabbed to death now that I'm thinking about him again. Probably from Dan. Oh, my dad. My dad. I wouldn't be surprised if my dad on his deathbed just roughly grips my hand after the big goodbye. Something I need to tell you, boy. What? George Drive, Tempe, the backyard. There's four dead Mexicans. I need you to do what you want. What? Yes, I, I killed them all. I need all. you to move a couple of things. <laughs> get rid of a couple of things over at the house in Tempe. Dad, we haven't been there in years. They never found him. God damn it. They never looked. <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I would not be surprised. I mean, he was responsible for uh, the Greyhound Dial building, the Phoenix Civic Plaza, the uh, Bank One Ballpark, uh, America West. Uh, my guess is a couple of dudes who hosed my sister are in the concrete of one of those buildings. <laughs> Miguel probably, hey, you'd like a job in construction, Miguel? See, see, that's so nice, Mr. Thank you, gracias. Well, I meet you tomorrow. Yes, I'll drive you, and then he'd kill him, and then bury him in the concrete over there at the AWA. <laughs> and it looks like Mike's not going to be popping around much more.
Was there an Enrique? Because we just got a message there. That Enrique uh, right banged my sister? Yeah. Well, um, no, not necessarily your sister, but... Uh, <laughs> it says, at 16, when I lost my virginity on Cinco de Mayo, that very day I went home, ended up waking my dad and telling him what I just did. I don't know why. It just felt right at the time. <laughs> you woke your dad up to say it just hosed a broad. It's You know, and it's different for dudes. Like, you could see, like, 16-year-old boys going, I'm having a lot. I just, I just banged her. We're having a little get-together at the house this Saturday. You don't tell your parents, well, I'm just having some guys over. You're going to have a, you know, Billy lost his virginity party, but the boys will know. Well, I think I would. If I think it would have been a wake-up for uh, Kurt Vesley going, did you wear a condom? Yep. All right. Yeah. High five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my dad would have <laughs> been so happy had I told him, like, the day it happened. Like, his first, I, I lost my virginity. Two girl. Stop it. <laughs> oh, God, he got his ass flowered. No, yeah. Dad, I'm still platinum in that category. You fertilized a boy, didn't you? No. Tell the truth. He was so concerned. So I think he'd have been thrilled with it. My mom would have been really open had I said. I never talked to them about that. There was deep shame and fear that I wouldn't. That Yes, I, they knew I would do it. And at a certain point, I was being encouraged to like <laughs> go find a girl and do something with it. Like, oh, your sister's a whore. Don't you have any drive in you? But, and then uh, he figured you you at one time that just in case because he brought in he said, wanted that was ninth grade that was him thinking all right next step is kid's going to come out of a shell just in case or a closet you need rubbers like oh dad don't no no I don't want to talk about it either you want to yeah there's true <laughs> come out of my shell which was oddly shaped like a closet <laughs> yeah, I don't know whenever you you need condom seat. I know what you're doing. Oh, Dad, don't. No, you don't want to get all over it because it gets sick. So when you're in that boy, John Stevens, I mean, that's, we're not doing it. <laughs> he's, he's a twink, too. Look, it's hard for me to talk to you about this, but you don't want a wiener. It's gross. <laughs> Dad, stop. So when you two are sword fighting or tummy sticking, whatever it is you're going to do to the boy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's virginity parties. I didn't know. But, yeah, he would have he been... Like, they knew, and they probably could have been a little bit more, like, comfortable with it. But the fact they weren't made it just a normal house. I don't know how I would have been if my... I knew a girl whose parents and her just nudity was okay in the house. Huh? It was the straight... It was in your with, neighborhood. With friends over? Really? Oh, mom, mom walked around topless by the pool. And, uh, like, not with us. She wasn't partying with us, but... You were swimming over there a lot. No, I wasn't. Oh. You did not want to see this. <laughs> oh, it's one of those. And they were like, and I'm like, your mom's got no shirt on. She's like, yeah, we, we really kind of don't. When we're at home, nude, and they run around in their underwear. Not a big deal. No big deal. Nudity yeah. was nothing. To me, like, it was like you ran down the hall out of the shower if you forgot a towel. I mean, it was a full-on, you know, Olympic sprint. Nobody needs to see that. Dad's donging around, evidently, you know, and, that, and I'm like, I couldn't live like that. Yeah, that's not for everyone. No. The shame of it all. And then I and I thought the girl that was into me, because she was always, like, taking her shirt off, changing her clothes and stuff. I'm like, this is, she doesn't have, she wants me. Nope. She just took her clothes off. She ended up being, like, a really respectable mom, too. With a bunch of naked kids. So, I want to go to a virginity party. I just want to see how, I want to see the parents that drop off. How do the others uh, celebrate? Do you, if you haven't been there I yet, is it time? Mind. I don't know. Uh, is it the a green light? What do you get? Her like lube and EPT tests? 
<laughs> gift certificate for uh, Planned Parenthood yeah, or, you know. Yeah, hangers. There's some some back alley directions. There's a Dyson. Here's, yeah. <laughs> Here's graham crackers and Sprite. Just uh, beat her yeah. to the punch. I don't know how you do it. but And I understand. Like, people need to be, like, the worst thing you can do is, is teach your kid that sex is something that should be shamed and repressed. But sex, it, like, you should be, like, don't be a whore. Like, you know, that should, it should be talked about and then discouraged. Should be wide open discussion and wild discouragement about that. Like you shouldn't do it. It makes you a whore. Like you'll do you'll do enough later, but just make sure that it's disappointing to mom and dad. Not talking about it at all is probably worse than having virginity parties. Like making it seem like it's a crime. That screws people up more than anything else. Because then they turn it. Look at the no look no further than Salt Lake City, Utah, that has a massive teen pregnancy problem. Massive. They are not discussing sex with their kids. So there's two wild sides. Did your did did Kurt? He didn't talk to you about that. What sex and broads? Uh, he tried to skirt it, but by the time he decided to have the conversation, it's like all right, I've done this. All right, thanks. what about your mom, thanks, dude? Nah, she kind of avoided it. My mom because you know, trying, the, but... oh, my little baby boy. Yeah, you know, she didn't want. She didn't want to know anything about that. You know, <laughs> my baby boy. And, and there's Did no broad accordion. <laughs> and there's no broad good enough for her baby oh, boy. boy. That's it. Was one of those things. Did she but, like the? Ex? Here's your lunch. Did she like your ex? Uh, yes, at the very end, it was like she wanted to it, kill it was, her. Oh yeah. You heard of my babe. It was one of those cases where protection. she'd be like, well, "Tell your parents yeah. I saw him." <laughs> yeah, you don't want me to tell her that. Wow. Yeah. So she would tell you, tell your parents I said hi, and you're like, if, I, not, even, if yeah. I even bring you up, oh, yeah. mom turns into a fireball. Yeah. Protecting their boy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You don't wrong my boy. But when you were a kid, your mom never sat down and said, you're going to find a nicer girl. Oh, uh, no. no. No, she just, no. She wanted to avoid that conversation. No kidding. Yeah, my mom sat me down once to try to discuss it, and I, just, I, I wasn't having it. Yeah. <laughs> or she just rolling, rolling along. Yeah. I wasn't Here's having a girlfriend, it. you yeah. know, your high school <laughs> going out, but there was never. Yeah. It's like, you know. But I wonder if they tried with your brother or sister. Because by the time they got to you, it's kind of like, I, all right, we've learned what to do. was a little different on, you know. I, Don't I be a remember, whore. I remember yeah. one time when um, my sister was in high school um, and she wasn't a senior. She was like a sophomore. And this senior invited her to go on a camping trip, nice. a weekend camping trip. And my dad in. was like, no way. I, I don't want that happening. Yeah. And, hey, you um, got to guard against the girl, because she can bring home extra yeah. people. The next thing you know, you got extra people. That's no good. That's nuts, man. Anyway, yeah, you got to bring back the but college, and after that, but you know, it just wasn't one of those things where I think you put that on yourself a little bit. And sure, there's there's the uh, you know a little bit of the religious side. Absolutely, it puts saying, the fear of, of but it it's all the in fear you. of pregnancy more than anything. Oh, but it's also as my dad's fear. When you make guilt part of it in a huge way, yeah, the kids that buy it, like you were, like, okay, this is just, just this just disappoints everybody if I do this. Like, there's a feeling inside you, like I've done something horribly wrong. I remember, like, you know, first when you first beat off, I wouldn't look in the mirror for like four or five minutes afterwards. <laughs> so I mean, I've done something terrible. Like I thought I was doing a terrible deed. Yeah, and, 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 because it was. Because basically it was like, that's gross. But as, you know, how you, you rationalize it is like intercourse off the table. Sure. Everything else, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, explore that now, see, option. You, and then, and, and the point is, and what is the, uh, you know, well, one, you, the other ones you can't really get pregnant from. Right. Well, the problem is, well, just if you're fortunate enough at this moment 
to have an ugly kid. Just be grateful because my parents had that gift. They had one that was slutting around and then me. And there was no, like, they didn't have to worry about teaching me about sex. All the girls in school were uh, basically abstaining from me. It was a perfect combination for my dad to go, he can't get anybody pregnant. He He was trying to encourage me to get some game and try to overcome this shell that I was walking around in. He knew I was in an uphill battle. He knew it's not going to be easy, boy. You need to you need to break out now. Yeah, there was no there was no real threat I was getting anybody pregnant cuz you could just look at me and know no girl was taking that chance. There were options. Uh, JD wants to know if that uh, losing your virginity party is actually called quinceañera in another language or <laughs> oh, by now by then uh, quinceañera yeah, that's way <laughs> that's a second child quinceañera. <laughs> That's usually uh, the quinceanera girls finding out uh, that, you know, her, her kid just got accepted on the same cheer team in high school. They're, they're only like five or six years apart. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's strange. But I think that, you know, an open conversation is right. I think just do that. And then also uh, uh, a great amount of guilt and, 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 uh, and fury that you're going to ruin everyone's lives with it. But at least, you know, that's where I think. You should talk about your sex with kids. It's just to let them know, oh, I know it's out there. And I know you're going to have fun. It's great. And you, you're going to ruin my life. Like, make it know, like you can have fun all you want. You bring a kid home, STDs, anything else, you're ruining my life. And that's really all that matters here. Well, then some, some of them, you get those irresponsible ones. You get the, the grandparents that wind up being the parents because exactly. the moron kid is too irresponsible. Seen it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've all, all right. seen it. And that's the main, uh, you know, the main reason in the last with our generation and everything it's like uh, have fun but you have to understand you know stuff that you wanted to do also a yeah. kid comes in the mix sure. uh yeah. your college your you know there's repercussions with it but at the same time there's also kids that got pregnant and the family basically oh yeah, shunned them. Them. yeah. and that's not ah. right that's just crazy and who, why, tough, why are we surprised that there's lost my virginity parties going on when a kid can be at age 12, you can say, uh, hey, I don't want to be this gender anymore, and you stuff them full of drugs to change all that. So, I mean, it's like, they're always right. The kids get their way constantly, so it doesn't surprise me that a kid lost her virginity, and her parents are actually like, okay, whatever you want to do, this is great. Everything you do is great. My kid never does anything bad. I had a t- Somebody was talking to me the other day, and I said something. I'm like, I don't know how real it is or how much pressure is being put on to have like your gender be confused, but I know if I... Was going through all the stuff I went through as a kid. I'd be like, "What's what? What? Because back when I was a kid, back in the olden times, I remember. I remember being on the porch wondering, you were either gay or you weren't gay. You were a boy or you were a girl. You knew, like, okay, I'm but it, like, and I'm sure there was a few kids who were like, I don't know, and that, and you know, that was the small percentage that lived with that. Uh, now they're like, ah, I guess I've got 45 options. I'm not really feeling myself today. Maybe I'm, I'm non-binary. I'll make something up. So the and I and the person I was talking to said, uh, you know, because I said I don't, I don't know how I would feel if my kid was like adamant about because we have friends who have a kid who's I think like 19, but has been going through that swaparoo for five years. Yeah, and it's weird because you you want to say something, but it's not your kid. It's not your place to say like I think you guys are making a mistake. I think let let that person figure it out when they're. Truly adult. And the best argument I've ever heard, the guy uh, with the, with us said, if your 12-year-old daughter said, I want big boobs, would you get her a boob job? I'm like, no. Hmm. And he goes, then don't dabble with her sex organs either. I'm like, oh, it's a great argument. Yeah, why are you making that call? Yeah, why are you allowing that? Changing the body. Yeah, top surgery at age 15. 
like going away, but like adding, like getting huge cans put into a teenager, you wouldn't do it. Like it's like, look, that's not the time to do this. But maybe it is. Maybe I'm so kind of removed from. And thank God, high five, Brett. So oh, yeah. so removed from the way kids work. I think Brady's got it right. Still send him to a religious school where that stuff's taboo. <laughs> and you get pregnant the old-fashioned way, quietly, in the back of a car. And you get that weird abortion. And no one knows for like 30 years. Discretion. Take a shame. semester or two off at school. <laughs> right. And yeah, then yeah, you're yeah, back yeah, the following yeah, yeah. What happened? Oh, she got sick. Something happened. Oh, okay. We probably had... There could have been more, but I I know like two or three when I was in high school. Pregnant that, girls? Yeah, that basically did not go to school, you know, kind of pulled out of school. See, here's the great thing. If they would have pulled out. Then I mean, came yeah. back in. <laughs> if they're pulling out, they wouldn't have had to they worry came about back it. into circulation about a year or so later. The crazy part was I went to school at Dobson High in Mesa. We had 1,000 people per class. So big they had to dump one of the grades back to the junior high. So it was only, a, it was only a 10th, 11th, 12th grade. I know in 3,000 students, I know of one girl that got pregnant in high school. We had one at Gilbert. One. And yeah. we knew who it I was. I, know. I guarantee you 10, 15 of them got knocked up. Guarantee it. But discretion used to, like, nobody was having parties. There was more visits to the Planned Parenthood. Oh, than, there was yeah. more dads driving, especially with St. Tim's across the street. There was the real... The shame of it all was all those people that were hanging around with Father Dale and the gang were the ones probably dicing out most of the kids. Then they live with that additional guilt. Yeah. Oh, it was. Well, who knows what they live with? I can't make that claim. I don't know. But, well, if they're going to St. Tim's or something like that. Yeah, if they, they didn't have much guilt to begin we're with. We're hiding this. If You're hiding something. For taking, the rest of your... taking seed was hiding it in the first place. It was just a series of dominoes of yeah. not really being religious. And then screaming out how religious you were and how what a perfect family you've got going on. Meanwhile, there's a a cup. That's of, what I'm saying. There's a the cup of little Johnny in the deep, car. No, deep secrets. <laughs> She's got to have a beach towel between her legs for four days while she enjoys that sprite. Anyway, lose your virginity party. Have fun. Maybe but, it's a and, celebration of that. Right. Our daughter is also heterosexual. Well, that could it's be. out there. My dad, if he'd have found out about this stuff. Would have taken me to that lose your virginity party because there's a bunch of loose broads in there. I already thought I had a chance. <laughs> You're going to go in there and just be yourself. You can be kind of funny and charming sometimes. You're not hanging out with Stebbings tonight. You're going to this. Yes, you and Stebbings aren't riding bites anymore. <laughs> You're going to this. My, my co-worker's daughter's having a lost her virginity party. Her friends are whores. The whole place is going to be crawling with broads who spread them. Are you interested in that? I don't know. It's a lot of pressure, Dad. No, oh, Christ. You want, a, you want a rubber so you don't get poopy pee-pee from your friend John? No, John Stevens and I aren't gay. Yeah, yet. Our son's a senior. He's 18 years old. We're just, he's had to lose his virginity party. <laughs> it's fabulous. His scout leader came out, and uh, that's who he celebrated with. I think every time I took a poop, my dad wondered if I was in there alone. Ah, I smell it. Is today the day? What's going on in there? Is John in there with you? <laughs> No, Johnson, I'm going to the bathroom, Dad. I smell gay sex. No, I'm taking a dump. <laughs> You're an embarrassment someday. <laughs> no, I'm not. You will be. You'll oh, see. You'll see. You're so gay. It's so gay. Oh, it just it was his biggest fear. It was horrifying. Uh, anyway, enjoy your loser virginity party. You know, you should do them now. I think when you're, you know, let's say everybody should change it up when you're like 25 or 30. You and whomever you lost your virginity to should get back together for one night and have a lost your virginity to this guy party. 
That would actually be a fun website. Lost my virginity. And then everybody goes to a party. And like whoever you lost yours to is there, Brady. And whoever I lost mine to is there. And Brett, whoever like lost yours to. this is your to. life almost type of Kind of. And then everybody's just like, oh, my God, who'd you lose yours to? And then you look over. That cow over there, she's like 400 pounds oh, now. I swear to God, bro, I she wasn't that one smoking. <laughs> What's you? your sister doing here, bro? Yeah. Hey, you what? stuck uh, that? Why is everyone you wanted at a party? Mom, what are you? <laughs> I'm here to see your friend Marcus. Oh, no. That's you a, lost your virginity to Mark? It's a no, bad no. porn hub video. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but that would be great. It could like, be a whole new category oh, yeah. for You lost your virginity to some girl. Yeah. And I don't know if she was also a virgin, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so you two, you two bled it out. I don't know if the girl you lost your virginity to. Yeah, she was. She was. Yeah, we didn't know here. what the hell we were doing. All of us. <laughs> so all of us would only have one. But there's a lot of guys out there lost their virginity to a girl who had already done it. So at the party, she's got to visit with you and the other guy. She's got the receiving line. She's got, yeah, to the she's left. got the one. It's like I lost my virginity to him, and you lost yours to me. So it's not this. It's not some you know beautiful story where you know two virgins. Nope, her flower got blown up. By some other dude, and then she started dating you, and you're like, I haven't done it. So then that party gets awkward because he was first in, and now you're Eskimo brothers with that guy, and you got to hang out. Oh, I'm, I'm, I want to have this party. This would be a blast, especially for Brady's shameful face when that girl comes around the corner or wheels herself in. Remember me, Brady? <laughs> bip, bip. I remember everything but the heart monitor. <laughs> you, look, you look great. Bip, bip. I've had such heart attacks. Sister Betty? <laughs> Wow. What happened? <laughs> you get hit by something? No, just the ravages of time. Wow. Wow. Yeah, he just put a pumpkin in her mouth. <laughs> Look at her go. <laughs> Look at her go. She one bit it. Uh, anyway, let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800 for you and your crazy, stupid kids. My God. Now, maybe I do change my mind. Maybe it is the hardest time to be alive trying to navigate, you know, all this freedom your kid has. I like the old days when kids were scared of their parents. That was a good time. Uh, give us a wake-up song. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Man, oh man, my emails are exploding about these virginity parties. Jesus, they're common, evidently. We got to bring back shame, man. <laughs> Please. <laughs> give me a little, uh, uh, give me some of that Evelyn King. Evelyn Champagne King. Uh, all right, hang on. That needs to happen. He said, uh, I'm calling BS, John. Those parents sound like swingers, and they're introducing their children and possibility of children's friends to an orgy. This is gross. <laughs> he could be tired. A kid orgy. You know, the porn generation is, uh, you know, mid-20s, late-20s now. 
different world. But it is, yeah. I mean, I've got like seven or eight people. Like my daughter was invited to a lost her virginity party. My oldest daughter is 24. Uh, her sister, she went to her sister's. Oh, no, wait, no. oh, I see what he's saying. He said, like, it must be the friend's sister. A friend's sister had a 16-year-old lost her virginity party. And the boy was there. Like, he's in on it, too. Like, what the? Can you imagine the dad? Like, like if your sister had one of those and the guy showed up, oh. your dad would lose his mind. My dad would have that as a sting operation to kill the kid. Oh, we'll celebrate your virginity. Call the boy over. This will be great. Got to have our shame back. <laughs> Shame. In fact, uh, this morning is a lesson. 98 KUPD would like you to shame your child for whatever reason. Wake them up and give them some shame. Make up a story. Lie to them. Make them feel bad about something today so they knock off all this entitlement. Shame them right into their scar. Like, what did I do wrong? Make them wake up every morning going, what What have I done wrong? And then they'll be on their P's and Q's like you're on to them. I can't believe them. Sorry, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Evelyn's going now. Damn. Champagne King. What a song. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be a TV show soon. Like MTV. Well, MTV celebrated Teen Moms to the point where they had auditions for it. Yeah. I remember like, are you a Teen Mom? Would hey, you too like many. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you a whore? Come You're on down. encouraging. They went out. To get pregnant. Like they're, you'll yeah. get famous. Probably right. I'm sure there were kids like, I'm getting on that Teen Mom. I'm going to be famous. Didn't one of them wind up doing porn? Yeah. Okay. Farrah Abraham. That's right. Butt stuff, too. Mm. It's pretty good. I remember uh, in high school. <laughs> Look it up. There's a couple of um, um, girls. Their mom, you know, was their best friend, so they knew. And the guy that was uh, the friend that was going out with them, the mother knew that they were getting it on. But his parents wouldn't know. Yeah. Because they want to kill and it, But he's like so uncomfortable. I go over to her house and mom's like, so how's it going? Oh, you geez. guys having fun together? I'm hosing your daughter. You know what? I'm going to leave and let you guys. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to hose your daughter. Uh, yeah. So it's strange. But uh, I like Kelly Turley just emailed and said to quote Sheriff Buford T. Justice. What in the hell is this world coming to, boy? <laughs> I agree. They're making it too easy. I keep saying it's the easiest time to be alive. They're making it too easy for those kids to get whatever they want. Virginity party. Bananas. And then on the flip side, they turn everything into a drama. The thing that's going on with uh, Pat McAfee. Which I think, like, Pat McAfee is very entertaining. I'm not a podcast guy because I already I got enough going on. I don't want to sit and listen to podcasts. But I like Pat McAfee. Every time he's on TV, I'm like, he's, he's fun. He's, like, funny. He's got great energy. His stories are, are hilarious about when he played in the NFL, and his Pat McAfee show is great. Stands up to Brett Favre and that whole oh, yeah, thing. He, yeah, he's going to sue Brett Favre, and yeah. Brett Favre's suing him. He's like, good, come get me. There's, I got nothing to lose here. Uh, and now he's in trouble. Like, there's a, a witch hunt against him because he made a, a Larry Nasser joke. Uh, something about Michigan State's new uniforms. Now, the guy he was talking to went to Michigan State, was on some sort of design team, and he made fun of the uniforms going, eh. Was Larry Nasser in on the design? Because this is another bad idea. Basically saying, in my opinion, as a like a, a person who's not humorless, I looked at it like he's bashing the dude who went to Michigan State for going to a school that Larry Nasser went to. He's making fun of whatever they're looking at, saying, wow, another bad idea for Michigan State. Let's remember your worst idea, keeping Larry <laughs> Nasser on staff for 14 years, the world's worst person. And he's, you know, he's given his buddy the 
You know, he's giving him a throw. He's elbowing him. He's punching. Everybody's like, you can't make jokes about Larry Nassar. And he's, no, no, no. I was giving my buddy shit. It wasn't about you. You can't make Larry Nassar jokes. And he's like, the fuck? Ooh, jeez. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to dump that. Like, the f- I can't. <laughs> they got real comfortable with it. <laughs> He's like, the F, I can't. I'll make jokes about Larry Nasser all day. And then it starts to kind of turn into this, you know, Pat McAfee's in trouble and all these people are coming after him. The best thing is he kind of owns his own show, except for now he's going over to network stuff. And now he's got bosses and, um, you know, advertisers that, you know, he, he can screw it up for a whole network. They're, I don't understand that. I'll never understand that. Like you, And like, then it creates more because he... Now I said, oh, he apologizes. He well, he, well, what he said, it wasn't half-hearted. It was a That's great what, apology. But, it was but a those great are opinionated apology. pieces coming out. They're saying, oh, he's... Because he said, there's no getting around how he apologized. If you're going to apologize, let Pat McAfee be the blueprint for it. Because he said, I'm sorry if someone... He did a girl apology. I'm sorry if I offended someone who decided to take my words and twist them into something else. That's what girls do. I'm sorry you're so mad at me. I'm sorry what I said turned into this big mess because you... Oh, you're not apologizing for being sad. You're sorry because I have a feeling about this. You're sorry I brought it up. That's what he did, and that's gold. He, he did a girl apology, which is, I'm sorry that you... Dot, dot, dot. Not, I'm sorry I screwed up. Yeah. I'm sorry that you did something with my words. I'm, so, I'm sorry that you screwed this up. That's a great apology. That's a girl apology. McAfee did it. What happened to us, though, that the people like Larry... Like, I remember Michael Jackson was a pretty taboo topic we're joking about. Nonstop Still to jokes. this day. Nonstop goofing on Michael Jackson banging kids. Jared from Subway for some reason. Nonstop that. Larry Nasser did horrible, horrible things. Is in jail forever and ever and ever. Uh, not allowed to joke about that one. Why? There's victims. There's everything else. Why is it that we're being, you know, uptight about this to where, you know, people are like, well, you can't do Sandusky. Sandusky. Joe Paterno. We'll make those jokes all day. Is it because it's known, famous people that he did it to? Is it because it's girls? I mean, Jared did girls. I mean, that was terrible. I mean, why is is Pat McAfee in trouble for a guy who's clearly, it's a good reference for a horrible person? Like, if you want to go terrible human being tied to Michigan State, and you're trying to make a joke about that. Larry Nasser's your first yeah, guy. Yeah, who's uh, the worst guy possible from that right. thing? How can I make... In charge of that. Right. How can I make this Michigan State alumnus feel horrible about where he went to school? How can I... Because that's college. Rivalries and everything else. You're a you know Ohio State guy. Yeah. If Larry Nasser was at Michigan, all you'd see in Ohio State-Michigan weekend at the, at the shoe in Columbus are signs about Larry Nasser. If Michigan had a Joe Paterno problem... Ohio State would capitalize. When I was there with you 20 years ago, Ann Arbor is a whore was everywhere. I didn't, I didn't even know Ann Arbor was a real lady. I just thought it was, I thought, for some reason, I thought it was a, like a bluff for a, they named, well, Ann Arbor is a whore is horrible to whoever the Arbor family is and whoever the lady they named all of the city after. I died laughing every time I saw the sign. They were everywhere. Shirts. And I know that stuff. he's been at multiple schools, but... Imagine, I mean, the the Urban Meyer uh, over the past couple of years on the the brunt of jokes or yeah, but he, it's a well, different. Look, he didn't commit a crime. He, he was just a douchebag. Well, he's a heel. He's a complete. Yeah. He's a complete. Like he, it isn't even about where he went to school. Urban Meyer is just a c word, and that it's easy to make fun of that. You're not gonna. Nobody's gonna come after you. Go, how dare you make fun of Urban Meyer? Because he's done it to he's himself. He's a chaser. Yeah, he's an asshole. 
And basically, we're just saying that guy's an asshole. So if you talk to somebody at Ohio State, I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys worship assholes. And there's no like, Ohio State person is like, that's what, you're, that's what you're trying to do with your buddies as guys is like give them a punch that they're like, ah, damn it, I lose this one. You know, whenever Brady says, I got my degree from uh, University of Ohio. My obvious next line is, so please talk slower. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, you know, yep. it's not a great degree is the joke. Like anybody could do it. It's for dumb people. That's the joke. Because you want to give a guy a shot at his life choice of college. It means something. And it's you like, know, Harvard, man. You used to give, you used to be able to give to people about O.J. Simpson. I mean, how often do we joke about O.J. and that horrible thing? Hilarious. Not off the, why is Pat McAfee in trouble for Larry Nasser? Larry Nasser is the worst thing that ever happened to Michigan State. The worst thing. Pretty much. If you're going to make fun of Michigan State. Pretty pretty much the top of the line reference that everybody's going to get. Now, you might know something else about Michigan State that, you know, a couple of the professors might. Nobody's going to get your reference. That's a broad everybody gets it thing. And he's doing a show to try to appeal to everyone. So I hope Pat McAfee just nails these people that are going after. It's a big, like, everybody started to chase him. Like, why? If you're humorless, just stay humorless. Don't make everyone else have to fall to you. You don't like a joke? Guess what? Starting now, it's over. That's it. The guy made a joke you didn't like, and your life didn't change. You're over. It's done. What's interesting is uh, someone did a poll. They polled 6,000 people. I'll talk about it more. Brady Report about whether or not can society, can we take a joke today? And no. we, it, nope. the Compared to what? Interesting. Compared to what? It all depends on Just the, in general. Right, you know, what uh, saying, it it all depends on how you comp it. Compared to our parents? And that's what they No. Know. Not at all. The, the the no, and even compared to like, yeah, people my age, more sensitive than our parents. My grandpa didn't take jokes well because he wasn't smart enough to understand funny. My my mom's dad did. My dad's dad wasn't a funny man. He didn't understand jokes. He he, <laughs> like you joke that with him. Alvar. Yeah, but I mean, his wife called him like his name was Fat. Oh, quiet down, Fat. And he'd just stand there with his head down like, I am fat. Like, that was how he registered everything. She is right about my fat. I am fat. Like, he didn't see it as huge. And then he'd laugh sometimes, and it was the greatest thing in the world. It's like, oh, my God. He can do it. Dude didn't laugh. He didn't get it. And he didn't have any reference points to make you laugh. He didn't. Unless you could joke around about slaughtering an animal because that's what he did every day. I was down there cutting the chicken's heads off, and something funny happened. I'm like, well, you've lost, the story's lost me. The uh, the intro was horrible. Because <laughs> now I'm just picturing a bleeding chicken, and you're about to tell me something funny about that. <laughs> and very rarely was it funny. Yeah, so dumb old people, probably not really good about taking jokes, but they used to give each other quite a ribbing. Our generation's probably the worst. Like, as we far got, as what? Well, we got breaking real, balls. Oh. Breaking balls. Oh, yeah. We got good at it. Oh, yeah. We got And then the next generation just turned into pussies. Pussies. The one before us, probably dumb. We knocked it out of the yard. And you know who I got to give it to? Uh, Black culture. That's a group of people that bust balls in a great way. The dozens? Makes me wish I was black. Because that would have been awesome to just get out there and just stand on a street corner and start ripping each other's moms. Or, oh, hilarious. And you have to learn to take a joke. But, yeah, I, I would say generationally, I think it just comes back to sensitivity. You make, you make people too sensitive to everything. 
then jokes start hurting. When you uh, would say that about the generation, the next generation up, yeah, not being able to take it, be interesting to see what their perception is. Oh, I can take. Well, a I'll joke. tell you this. I think. Or would they admit the same thing? I think they can't get a joke because they don't have any reference points. Like they're unaware of the past. You can't bring up like you know. I don't. I doubt you could even bring up friends with most people Kirby's age. But and I make don't a joke know. about I, Joey and Ross. They're unaware yeah, of things that came before them. Reference, yeah. and that's not even that bad. But like I knew Leave It to Beaver jokes. I knew you know like you you you're well. Oh, everything I watched was old was early sixties. You you became like well rounded by knowing things that came yeah. before you. In pop culture. Leave it to Beaver, my favorite Things today, Martian. things coming up. And now it's just all about, what do I know today? I don't need to know anything that happened before me. That's dumb. So you lose generational, like, reference points. So I think, like, trying to, like, have jokes with an 18-year-old, I don't know what that is. I don't know how you're talking about. You, but like, but talk about a, uh area that they can figure out their skills. This social media. I mean, oh, sure. all that is... Well, sure, but that's that's their wheelhouse. And, we didn't have it. That's yeah. not joking. And they're and trolling's uh, different. Know. Like you're when I'm joking about you, and you aren't in the room to give me a shot back. That's trolling. That's not taking a joke. That's attacking someone. That's malicious behavior. That's different. If you and I are going, but I'm back talking and forth, about when they're um, not even on the. You know, I said the social media part, but even when they're like talking to each other on text, and this yeah. would be like, you know, even um, Kirby's in high school. And they they rib each other pretty oh, yeah. solid. But oh, they're, they, I, yeah, they're flat mean to each yeah. other, which is great. But can they take a joke? Right. You know, or is it just a one-upsmanship on who can say the worst thing? Is it, it none of them take it? But you take it personally because if I start, you know, goofing on somebody, I'll give you a chance to knock me back, and we can laugh about it. sticks and stones. I've been saying that for years. Sticks and stones died, and words became harmful because moms are nurturers, and they made their kids feel like when somebody says something to you, there's nothing you can do, and it does damage. No, it doesn't. It, you allow damage. That's it. You allow words to hurt you, I period. That's it. We, maybe it's just me, but we learn, like, as silly and stupid as it was at the time, like uh, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin, the Three Stooges, yeah. some of those things that were biting humor. Like, yeah. you look like the Marx Brothers. You bring up the Marx Brothers Love all the time. Them. They were that was biting humor. Yeah, and you got and it. Still, as a sometimes kid. you're like, "Whoa, they got away yeah. with that one." Yeah, I was in the 30s. Right, I was 40 years removed when I was born. I loved Groucho. Yeah. I I watched as a kid. I watched You Bet Your Life reruns from the 50s because I thought this dude Fall has no keep up. Like has no censor, and it was also great because the like he could say you know bigotry stuff. Even when I was going, like, oh, this guy's going after that guy for being Middle Eastern. He keeps calling him a nomad. Well, we'll even watch, like, Antenna TV and see the oh. Jeffersons or oh, All in the Family, and it's like, so whoa. Good. So good. But, like, Alex's generation, they have, like, the Jake Pauls and the influencers yeah. that were, they were, they're like you said, they're flat mean. In, yeah. In their videos, and that's kind of some of the humor that they learned was mean humor. And yeah. that's what they're, that's what they're but carrying it's like, forward. I don't feel like it's... Uh, jokes aimed at anyone i think it's just mean out loud can i say the weirdest things can i say the can i say the meanest thing and make it Ooh, jake paul's risk that's the whole point of the suicide forest right yeah that was just like controversial but it wasn't aimed at a person because then they get on that bullying tangent but yeah that's it i mean it goes back to victor frankel the greatest book of all time man's search for meaning it's just a great line and it's so true which is uh you can't take away my choice to choose how I feel. You make it, You make up your mind when words hurt your feelings on how you're going to continue on. 
Is this going to be bad for if, and if you got somebody telling you what they said was so awful, it's just terrible. It's like, yeah, it was terrible, but essentially nothing happened. I learned something that that person's an asshole and I can move on from it. But if you choose to be offended, if you choose to carry that along with you, if you choose to be hurt by it, that's you doing that. Yeah. And you're and, doing, you know, you're doing the word damage. So, like I said, when Pat McAfee says the thing you don't like, yeah, assess where you are with that. Wow, Pat McAfee, not going to listen to him anymore. That was over the line. And you leave. You don't stay at a restaurant that keeps serving you the wrong meal. You walk out. It's the same thing with any entertainment or anything else. This is not for me. These guys, I, they don't get me. I don't get them. And it's time for me to go. This is for someone else. And let the free market decide whether or not Pat McAfee does that so often he loses the whole audience. Or if he's got a group of people that will keep him alive. You vote with your dollar. Exactly. It has nothing to do with you. That's why I don't get humorless people. It has nothing to do. they got to put some crusade on to stop everything they don't like. Patrice O'Neill, I remember him being on CNN years ago with that lady that's like, we've got to monitor humor because it's just getting out of line. He's like, you're not a funny person. Right. So you don't know what funny is. Well, yes, I do. It's like, no, you know what funny is to you. Right. To you. It doesn't mean it's funny to everyone else. And you can't be the arbiter of funny. Yeah. You can't be the arbiter of whether or not I'm busting Brady's balls and Brady's hurt by it. It's not up to you. Yeah. You can't, just, it, it's just annoying that if, like, if Brady makes a joke towards me, somebody can't go, hey, I need to defend her. That That's insulting to me. Like if someone comes to Brady and says, hey, you're hurting his feelings. I'm like, oh, is he not strong enough as a human being to like make a joke back? I just think you're like, you're Captain save right now. Let's calm down over there. If you're, you know, standing up for someone else is saying they can't do it. And along those lines, Texer says... I know it happened before, but with Columbine, parents really shifted to Uber uh, Uber protective yeah, mode and mode. wouldn't let anybody tease anybody about anything. Right, and so which creates probably trolling good point. And anonymous attacks. Yeah, and, yeah school, well, shooter, school shootings. Yeah, I mean that that. Yeah. Look, and, and that's what I was just say. Sometimes situations are different. Like, you know, the school thing would be an example. Oh, you can't take a joke, and the person is constantly joking yeah. at that person at your expense. If you get somebody attacking you, know, you and it's like, that's okay, it's a different situation. But then you have you to still do have what? an ability to deal with it yourself. Well, yeah. What would Kurt tell you to do if a dude just kept joking with you and attacking you? Oh, just break his balls back or <laughs> break his mouth. You know, <laughs> right. doesn't matter. <laughs> Fixed it. Violence is be a man, not for the God's answer. Be a man because, is what no he would man say. In a house to tell. Yeah. It's like a mom saying, "Violence can't work." I'll tattle. I'll tell the principal. We'll mm-hmm. make a big stink. It'll be in the paper. We'll call Channel Three. It's embarrassing. Tell your kid, look, you might get your ass kicked, yeah. but the only way to get through this is to turn around and tell that guy, "You better knock it the off, or there's going to be a bigger problem." Right. I remember, be a man. Like, yeah, so and that's least, all it takes. Sometimes, almost every time, because like, the person's figuring, "Oh, they don't care. Yeah. They're they're yeah. allow they they're taking it right." And you turn around and finally say something to them. You find a target. When Lisa and I not fighting back. got together and moved into a house together, it was like the third year we were together. The boys, Chris had never been around another kid before in the same house. Alex had step-siblings at that right. point that were kind of teasing him. So he would take it out on Chris, and Chris would get frustrated. Alex would punch him here and there. And I just told Chris one time, I said, whatever he does to you, give it back. He says, well, I can't punch him. And I'm like, yeah, you can. If he's punching you, punch him back just as hard. And I remember when he did it right. finally, he freaked the F yeah. out. Yeah. Like, oh, he's fighting back. Yeah. This might end up bad for me. And yeah. then Alex, from that point forward, they kind of stopped. Yeah. I mean, the Nathan Sutherland jokes. Hilarious. Yes. I just got one. I just got an email that said, hey, we've had those, by the way, going back. We've had those lose your virginity parties for years. 
uh, we used to call it the annual checkup, sign Larry Nasser. See, oh. you can do it. You can do it. I'm appalled. <laughs> I cannot believe. You're appalled because you don't want to face reality. Yeah. Like, oh, yuck. I don't want to talk about things that are real. God forbid you laugh. That is not funny. Maybe not, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> I would like to apologize, John, to the okay. scout leader joke I made. Yeah, you, well, today. you know what? Accurate reference point. Lots of, uh, like, what do you think of with scout leaders? That scarf and a little bit of rape. That's my first thought with scout leaders. I know they're not all doing it, but the ones that have kind of tainted the name. Catholic Father, priests? Father Dale's outside. He requests an apology immediately. <laughs> right. For the well, last 20 years. <laughs> you're kind of the face of a massive problem that's been going on for thousands of years within that church. So, you know what? You see a Catholic priest, the joke is very rarely probably didn't do it. Nope. You just see that, that guy in a dress with that collar and you're like, ah, kids. And as a joke, you're not going to get the quite the zing if you'd use Benedict the Sixth. You know, no one <laughs> right. knows. You have got to be current. To be specific to an actual rapist when you want to make a f- joke. I mean, how many times? All you have to do is go on a golf course and listen to four dudes talk to each other. Like you know, the cart girl goes by and one guy gets a little googie because she's like, "I go to you know Mesa High School." If I go, hey, it's a- all right, Jared, step away from the cart right now. Everybody makes the joke. Nobody's mad. America, we have to pull a stick out of our puritanical asses and be the real people we are because behind the scenes we're jerking off to Pornhub constant and yelling at everybody anonymously online right. and then acting, you know, putting that, uh, you know, no bullying flag on our Facebook page and feel like we're confident. The environment needs our help. Like, you're not doing anything. My pull wife- the stick out of your ass and have some fun. John, my wife gets mad at me because whenever my 13-year-old daughter says, people are rude or mean, my response to her is always, go tell them to F themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that. But a mom would tell you, don't listen to your father. There's a lot of people out there you just need to avoid. Another That's one. true. Just avoid more yep. people. Another one, John, don't you think jokes are all about intent? I'm a yep. special ed teacher who still loves a good R-word joke, <laughs> but context matters. As long as it's not malicious, it is damn funny. It's been my rule the whole time here. As long as we're not malicious. Mm-hmm. Except for Guy Fieri. F- Guy Fieri. <laughs> and also Jimmy Buffett. F- Jimmy Buffett. Blue. Rotten. There's a few others. 311. Uh, 311. Ah, 311. Those guys can die in a blender. Kiss. Ah, f- kiss. I hate them. But Boston. so long as it's not malicious, keep it on the up and up. Don't be malicious about things. Dave Pratt. F- you. I hope you accidentally get lit on fire. But I'm just saying, don't try to be, you know, mean. <laughs> and there is that person out there. And you're like, you know what? Guy's a dick. Right. Roll, and there's people on. who aren't, because they're usually not funny and they're trying. People who are trying to be funny who aren't funny can say the same things a funny person says and piss someone off. We used to have a dude in the building that would repeat a joke I said to you. And you'd be like, I hate when that guy died. Yep. Like you hated hearing that dude roll in and joke with you. Like, you just, there's certain dudes who are just barbed wire and it's not funny and it's not like pointed or even good. It's like, ugh. this fat joke was a little different yeah. from the well, other. Whether it was a fat joke yeah. or a dumb or joke whatever or you can't do this joke or any joke at all, anything from that dude's mouth at your expense made you want to, like, it wasn't funny. Like, but if anybody else, like, a funny person you liked came in and said, ah, rah, 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 you're like, ha, ha, you're a jerk. Like, it was fine. But I felt the same way. Like, you're not. Don't joke with me. You don't want the business end of this in a second. Because now I'm, I'm not. Now it's coming in malicious. But America, you need to pull a stick out of your ass. 
Pat McAfee made a Larry Nasser joke. Now what? We're protecting Michigan State's reputation now. They kept the guy there for 14 years. U.S. gymnasts? Come on. I got somebody mad at me because I said Megan Rapino looked like Martin Short. I put that in an email. Like, why well, my wife's in there. I'm like, she does. She looks just like Martin Short on her worst day. Why is that a bad thing? Martin Short's a handsome man. I think that's what she's going for, isn't it? I think I'd bang Martin Short first. Oh, absolutely. He's funny. He's, it's not, oh, the conversation yeah. after... When you're when you when you're putting that bleach towel over your Corona to try to get rid of that Martin Short texture, <laughs> is a whole lot funnier talking to Martin Short post coital than it would be. Oh yeah, Megan Rapinoe. But they look exactly alike. I find that hysterical. Some some person emails me, yeah, making fun of women, make fun of their looks. You can make fun. Yeah, you can make fun of their looks when you look like Martin Short and you're a woman. That's hilarious. Boy, they turn around and laugh at a crack of your looks. I, I'm, nobody's rougher on my looks than me. Wanna, like, we've come across that, and you've said it before. Like, someone, uh, I don't like that, but you'll laugh at the uh, Michael Jackson oh, jokes. Yeah, okay. it's your day to get offended, and there's other stuff. You're turning the barrel. Well, I've had ladies say, you make fun of a woman, and you look like that? Yep. Yeah, you You're no prize. Yep. <laughs> That's why I know what ugly is. I see it every day. <laughs> You think I'm not? You think I'm not super aware? Now turn around because that's the only way I'm gonna you. (laughs) Oh, I got lines, Brady. You're ugly, but your problem. Yep. Yep. Who better to uh, tell you what's ugly than a dude who stares at ugly each and every day? I'm great about it. I should be an ugly consultant. When you look like Squidward and tell people, you know, I look a little like Squidward from SpongeBob, and no one says, "Nah." Then you know. There hasn't been a soul. Like my birthday kit was last week in the office. Yeah, that post? That was a handsome picture of Squidward. (laughs) Picture of Squidward's, and everybody tell John happy birthday. Hilarious. I look a little like Squidward. Oh, well. Got to make that work. There's nothing I can do about it. Although I do have a Botox appointment at the end of August. (laughs) (laughs) It worked good. First time I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep doing this. I really enjoyed it, actually. You're like, you want a bigger top, a uh, bigger forehead, and a bigger jaw. You're trying to go for full Squidward on the Botox. Well, Botox doesn't grow That's your fillers. face. That's <laughs> fillers. Fillers. That's yeah, different. That's a different thing. And maybe I'll do that someday. But if Botox started to swell me, I'm having a reaction. <laughs> yeah, it's different. You can come with me. You get all fired up, too. Get you some Botox and clear out some of that mess. Yeah, you wake up every morning, you stare at something ugly. You're like, well, I'm an expert on that. And I can point out that Megan Rapino looks just like Martin Short. And I can say it with great authority. And am I wrong? No. There's the problem. Some people can't deal with the fact that it's real. And you just don't want it spotlit. Then they should go to the Schwartz Laser Eye Center. <laughs> go to the Schwartz Laser Eye Center immediately. And instead of an eye chart, you should have pictures of uh, when they go, is it better like this or this? It's a picture of Megan Rapino and Martin Short. And whichever one's clear, <laughs> t- Martin Short is clear on that one. Are you sure one that's Martin or Short? Two. Is this Martin one Short? Or or, <laughs> I need you to tell me Short or Rapino. Short, Rapino. Yes, there is a wrong answer. First one is short. <laughs> First one is short. Mm, no, let's check your prescription here. Oh, that's Martin. There's Ed Grimley. I know that one. Okay. Nope, that was Megan Rapino. Jesus, how big are my glasses going to be? <laughs> I see 20 Rapino. Yeah, this is, yeah, I got, I got Rapino, Rapino. <laughs> I see perfect Rapino. I can identify, uh, if you put them next to each other, I know which one is what. In the same tuxedo. They look exactly alike. <laughs> but I'm with Brett. 
uh, most certainly would bang Martin Short. He's hilarious, tells yeah. good stories, uh, talented. Megan Rapino, you'd you know, you'd be like, "That was great." As you're toweling off her flat chest, uh, that was awesome. I really enjoyed that. You know, we don't get paid equal. I'm like, oh Christ, another mission. Here we go. Martin Short, I'd be like, talk to me a little bit about the Three Amigos. Did you guys know it sucked while you were making it, or was it something? <laughs> Do your Jerry Lewis impression. <laughs> you can't tell Megan Rapino to break out an impression. You know, when I was first having gay sex. Great stuff, Martin. Martin, this is amazing. Megan, do your uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis was a misogynist and part of the patriarchy. See, who? why do you think I want to f*** this guy first? <laughs> yeah, next time you look at her. I've, I've probably ruined Megan Rapinoe for a lot of people. It's my I, just, short. I just took a look. And? You, and? Yeah, you're, uh, you're on it pretty good. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a while. I've ruined the offspring for a lot of people saying they sound it exactly like You haven't ruined it. Yeah. yeah. But there is a similarity. Oh, was it something that you needed, like you can't knock off a pedestal? Ruining that no, wasn't No, there hard. wasn't. I, she kind of ruined really it herself. Oh. Yeah, you weren't jerking off to Megan Rapinoe in the yeah. first place. Not I hope until, not. Yeah. Well, if you were. Shorts while I was her eyes on her right there. <laughs> yeah. Go catch it, kid. You need this. 20 yeah. Rapinoe. Oof. What are you doing? Martin Short's playing soccer. I thought I'd give it a tug. Wasn't that bad, you know? Hey, I give it a I give it a run for the stories. Guess who I did it with last night? I don't. I, it was either Martin Short or Megan Rapinoe, but either way, it's hilarious. You're not sure, dude? No. There was a time when she looked over her shoulder and goes, "You're giving it to me good." I must say, I'm like, oh my god, I think that is Martin Short. I think I'm nailing. <laughs> yeah, played his triangle and ran around the room for a second. This is really good sex, I must say. It's an old character. Uh, it's 17. What do you got on the big board of hilarious musical uh, entertainment? Uh, wake though? Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Get those kids a bike. Don't sit in the line out in front of the school. Action Ride Shop's got everything going on for you guys. Uh, all in stock. Santa Cruz and Kona bikes are on sale all month long, so... Why drop the kids off? Make the fat asses pedal to school. ActionRideShop.com or go talk to Josh, Lance, and Brian and the boys. They'll take care of you. On the list, uh, <laughs> Hailstorm, Static X, Dead, Mudvayne, Deftones, yeah. uh, Stained, Pantera, Van Halen, ACDC, Metallica. Give them the dog a bonus for that virginity party probably, huh? And Jamie's crying's another one. <laughs> Soak it around the fur. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Around the fur. Deftones for the virginity party. That should be the theme to your kid's virginity party. I mean, I don't... Does Pornhub teach your kids daily maintenance of that area? Or do moms actually talk There's to There's probably daughter? some TikTok influencers that... About uh, shaving down yeah, south? talking about it. And when does that start? I don't know. I Google it. Don't Google that. I don't know. Don't Google when should a girl. <laughs> don't do that. But yeah, I just know how that talk has to go. Like keeping it high and tight. Well, when. Um, <laughs> not going to flat top. Yeah, well, yeah, no, you get high and tight. Yeah, you get the sides all shaved. It's a one. You put it in a one, let the top go. Because the mom has to talk about, you know, uh, grooming, the legs, legs, armpits, all that stuff. But do you say, and then get up there because, you know, dudes like it this way? 
I don't think they say it for the dudes. Then why else? But then moms got to keep up. Well, you know. right? But then moms got to keep up with the styles and the trends because yeah. you know back in the day it was full seventies and then it went to landing strips yeah. and you know then complete you know bush and, maintenance has yeah. had a lot of different variations. Yeah. Like my mom so would have got to keep up with it. My so what you're saying it's going to swing wow. back around? God, I hope, not. I hope not. I hope not. I hope. Look, ladies, whatever you did there, I don't know. I'm porn did that. Yeah, I mean, if it looks porn like you got it. Tina Turner in a in a leg lock down there, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your private dancer. <laughs> your muffled vagina singing an '80s song. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the uh, it's porn. Porn gave us that. Hey, you can cut those hairs. I didn't know that, and then everybody did. Once VHS became kind of normal, yeah. that was a big, uh, wow. big there, a bunch of some clippers. For Playboy, yeah. Well, we talked about that. Playboy yeah. didn't, didn't really get into the shit. a lot longer but, than he thought. But in the 90s, like it taught us, oh, you can trim that. Because I don't think people prior to that even, cons- like I thought, if the- I think back in the 70s and early 80s, women thought, if I if I do anything with this stuff, I'm going to get diseases. They didn't even like put it in a form. It was just full on Leo Sayer down there. It was a big afro. And then, you know, in the 90s, they're like, oh, you can cut it and style it? I'm doing that. I love the 90s. No, no, I do, too. <laughs> the 90s made everything better. We got computers, the yep. internet, shave box. It was just the best. Thank you, Clinton. <laughs> you are welcome. I gave you computer porn. I gave you better technology. And I gave you a smooth... <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Hillary's gigantic fur bucket. I tell you what, man, that is like a barbershop floor poured out on two sticks. (laughs) I think I have time I'm down there on her. I I wait for Ice Cube to come up and say, next. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The chair's empty. Come on in, sit down. What's all this hair? I bet you Hillary's got a... Oh, Oh, that thing has to be out of control. No. No way. Groomed. Nope. No way. Groomed for the lady. She knows Bill ain't going in there. Of course, Bill would go in anywhere. We've seen what he does. I don't care. I'm a trooper. I'd make out with the top of Dr. J's head. I don't yeah. care. I liked it. No, Brady. She's filling out that pantsuit. Oh, yeah. It's puffy in front. Yep. It looks like a whole bunch of dead worms leaning up against fabric. Look like Oscar Gamble from those old <laughs> baseball cards <laughs> in the sometimes I used to, When she was asleep, Brett, sometimes I would draw little eyes on her thighs and put a Cleveland Indians hat on top of the muff. <laughs> Just to, I look, I got Oscar Gamble in bed with me. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My favorite one's the Indians one because it pops out the sides like Krusty the Clown. And let me tell you about Hillary's clown mouth. Ugh. Anyway, you're welcome for the 90s. I, I used to have that baseball card of Oscar Gamble right there notoriously cool afro in baseball. And then the Yankees one, he just pops it up on his, it's just sitting on top of his hat, on his head. It's just, it's just, <laughs> clown hair. It's like Bozo, where yeah, we would like, just stick out on the yeah, sides. Peripherally, how in the world did he see? I don't know. That's hilarious. Yeah, Oscar Gamble was Oh, there he is without the hat. Oh, oh that is a, that has to be a rare card. Busty fro right ah. there. Look at that. I'm envious of the Afro. I'd look silly with one, but if I, I want to see one. him in action, is there any old highlights of uh, him? I don't know. Like making a play with <laughs> that flowing hair? Uh, no, but his hair would occasionally <laughs> snag a grounder. Right. You, you're not getting it past Oscar. 
if the glove missed it, the hair pulled it in. It's like the Ivy at Wrigley. His hair just, you'd lose baseballs in there. It's a ground rule double. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do the uh, around the fur from the Deftones, or Deftones, as it were. You got it ready? Look at the slide. Look at that there, hair. There's giant <laughs> hair sliding into the fur. <laughs> That's awesome. God, I wish I could grow an afro. Uh, being at Killer Mike last night, I saw a couple, and I'm like, damn it. I envy that. That and a good eraser-type fade. Like oh, there, uh, look, my hair was just brutal. Oh. I envy uh, big afros and fades and stuff like that. I couldn't do it. Yeah, having a fro. But the Oscar Gamble, he's the most famous fro in sports. Big hair and plastic grass? Is that what that yeah. I guess, that yeah. <laughs> That's the website? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball's had a few great ones, too. Oh, Oh, Oscar, the Oscar was, yeah, there's the old, oh, stop showing awesome. This is porn for uh, us. <laughs> Artist Gilmore. Good. Artist Gilmore, a beautiful one. We got a few good pros going in the uh, pros right now. There's some good stuff going on, but yeah. Oh, Oscar Campbell. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Time for Brady to give you all the news that only Brady knows. We call this the Brady Report. It's brought to you by our friends. (laughs) Stop playing the Immaculate Grid. (laughs) (laughs) This game is addictive. Stop it. Immaculate Grid is, this is Doug Hopkins' fault, by the way. Not that he invented it, but he brought it to me. And then I'm like, have you guys done this? And you're like, I've heard about it. And now every morning. We're all idiots for who played for Kansas City and Pittsburgh. It's, it's an impossible. Anyway, put your phones down, gentlemen. Concentrate <laughs> on this. Uh, it is uh, the Brady Report brought to you by Hooters. Tomorrow night is Thursday, and at 7 o'clock, 50 of the most gorgeous Hooters girls across the globe vie for the title of Miss Hooters International 2023. And we get to vote, root for our local favorite, Avery. She's in on it. She's Miss Mesa. She's the one that uh, helped me out last year with the. Uh, she was heckling with me over at the heckle hole at the golf tournament. Yeah, she'd be good at it. The golf tournament. Remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I've heard, heard something about, about it. it. Heard about Did it. legal approve of Avery being there oh, last year? I, yesterday, I, I just left the room about the discussion about the golf tournament. We're not sure the papers can get back in eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Wow. We'll see. It's over. Uh, uh, yeah. It's Yesterday over. I just said forget it. Somebody else figure this out. I thought this was easy, but it's not. Call uh, Lori uh, Vallis's uh, lawyers. They got that <laughs> stuff handled already. I mean, come on. They're they're free now. It's true. Vallow. Available. I guess we keep tracking cases. <laughs> Lori Vallow. They get things done. They get results. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. We're trying. It's not my fault. Let me just put it out there. It, my dick will be in the wind on this, but it's not my fault. All I do is like, hey, I'd love to be part of it. And then everybody drops the ball. I don't know how this got so screwed up. Anyway, uh, Hooters has a golf tournament. But tomorrow, Avery, who may or may not be part of our golf tournament in a few weeks, uh, is uh, competing for Miss World Hooters International, which is amazing. The pageant is live at Hooters. I don't know where it's at. It's not. Wait, is the pageant shown live or is it actually happening live? I do not know. International? I can't like that. Yeah, not going to come to Mesa. No offense, Maybe. Mesa. But. No offense to the Mesa store, but why would all those international people right. be there? If it, I take your chances. Head on over to Hooters tomorrow. At the very least, you get the good look on the TVs, but maybe it's right there in front of you. 
uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow at Hooters and then say, hey, Hooters, thanks for this Brady Report. Brady Report. Good Wednesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Coloring Book Day. Okay. Winston's wife, rocking that coloring book. She loves that. Calms her down. She's a big, she liked to color. Still? I, no, I teased her about it a long time ago. I never let, her, I never let it go away. A couple of baseless fun facts. The guy who invented Vicks VapoRub also invented junk mail. Lunsford Richardson. <laughs> I mean, and junk mail we get in the mail then? I mean, you're yeah, like the junk first, mail uh, email. Oh, okay. He basically yeah. went um, and put uh, unsolicited um, Coupons pamphlets and notes, in, yeah. in the uh, people that had mailboxes um, or what do you call it? The uh, Humans? No, at the postal service. They didn't have mailboxes. They oh, had P- just a... Oh. You'd go to the post office and there's the, the mailbox, the big right. blue one. The, I hate him. Yeah. Mailbox. I'm going to pass. We'll just go to the next word. I hate him. <laughs> I do too. That junk mail sucks. Yeah. But I like that he could have invented junk email too. Yeah. Vix and junk email. It's pretty great. The opposite of catastrophe. A post office box. Is that what you were talking about? Post office box. Oh. That's it. The opposite of catastrophe. Ooh, a hor- horrible word. <laughs> Con-tastrophe. What? I was saying it fast in my head, and it was coming out horrible. Oh, I'm saying I hear what you did there. <laughs> it is not that. It's, uh, it's you catastrophe. Huh? It's Ooh. the opposite of catastrophe. Oh, that's when something amazing happens. You catastrophe. Then you'd have you just be one of those. Don't use that because then you're the dickhead who's got to explain what you just said, and then it just looks like you're trying to show off. The word was coined by J.R.R. Tolkien. Huh? We made up a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> the three songs played most often in America are? Right now or Total Forever? Try that in a small town. Yeah, right now that was it. For, uh, forever, yeah, I guess. For since the beginning of time. Mm, Happy birthday. Time. Happy birthday, yep. National uh, Anthem. National Anthem. Nope. Yeah, that's BS. It's played Ave Maria. 40 times a day, every <laughs> single day. Right, the Star Spangled Banner. That's in there. What did you say? No, that wasn't it. That is it. That's, so, that's so happy one. birthday, Star Spangled Banner, and then uh, uh, Gangnam Style. No. Yeah. Take me out to the ball game. Oh, there you go. Again, you go back to the park. And then fourth has to be... Uh, old Town Road. <laughs> that's that's what <laughs> I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. Right at the old ballpark. <laughs> you think about it. Minor League Baseball. Uh, baseball, Baseball. Like kids' events, all that. That national anthem's going nonstop. Yeah, that's like two for three there. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, that Seattle girl, when I was walking to uh, the ballpark, the one that hated all the cops and thought Phoenix was this, the best part of that whole thing was while we were standing there waiting to cross. I, I don't know why I omitted this part of the story. Dude in a motorcycle went by, uh, and his stereo's up real loud, and all you hear is, The lakes of Minnesota! The hills of Tennessee. And that uh, Seattle girl goes, oh, God, see? Like being an American was a bad thing to her, like celebrating it. But dude, dude on a bike, out. right on time with the Lee Greenwood motorcycle going by while she bitched and complained about how we all need to be socialists. <laughs> that was hilarious. So earlier we were talking about can people take jokes. Yeah. And I had this survey. Right. Um, most people going into it said, oh, no, I don't think we can take jokes. Yeah. Someone pulled 6,000 Americans. 35% said we can't take a joke anymore. 22% think the real problem is too many jokes about off-color topics. Yeah. 
and 31% said both are true. First off, they're not called off-colored anymore. They're called African-American. I don't know who did this study. That's just wrong to say. <laughs> Second, you can do off-color jokes all you want. They're hilarious. 68% think we're more likely to be offended than we were a decade ago. Only 12% said less likely. See, I take the Adam Carolla approach on this one. You ask the mob a question that is all-encompassing, and the mob is never right. I think individually we can take jokes. But if you say, as a society, can we take a joke? No, because we're not allowed to. I think Brady can take a joke, but if the pressure for your job is you better not take that joke, you're going to pretend like you can't take a joke. I think the majority of us take every sling and arrow that comes our way. And we're like, ah, it's no fun. Sometimes it hurts, sometimes it doesn't. But when it becomes uh, social, public, you know, uh, digital pitchforks and torches, we have to all act like we were offended, even though like 90% of us weren't. Because Facebook and TikTok says if you don't stand up for this, then you're part of it. So the Larry Nasser joke, I'm sure everybody thought Pat McAfee was fine until Facebook told you, "Uh uh-uh, it's not okay. Twitter told you, "Uh uh-uh, you're supposed to be mad at this, and then you have to act mad or people think you're a jerk. Here's the interesting one. 42% of us from the survey think it's never okay to joke about anything people might find offensive. Never. And you're you're everyone I never want to hang out with. Even though young people are called snowflakes, a lot – well, boomers were actually the most likely to agree with that last statement. That You stay off the topics. Yeah. You don't go too far down a road. 38% of us think any topic is okay to joke about. Yeah, I'm fine with it. So long as it's not harmful to someone who can't defend themselves as far as like, I'm not going to make fun of, you know, some guy's wife, you know. If she's not here to defend it or if it's not, you know, if you're just going to sit and bash them, that's just being mean. Like, I'm not going to sit and wreck some guy's uh, brother if he's not in the room. Like, let's make jokes about someone who's not here as me. So, yeah. IHOP is uh, celebrating its 65th anniversary this month. And uh, basically from now until uh, through August 27th, $5 all you can eat buttermilk pancakes. Oh, no. And they're just using Kevin this. Bacon as a spokesman because he turns 65, too. That's what this country needs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cheaper and more. After the airplane talk yesterday of the giant lard ass, now he's getting free pancakes? I watched a health inspector on TV. Five dollars. The other day say... Uh, Five bucks. They would never go to a public soda fountain, like, you know, the ones that they have in movies now and stuff like that where you go get your own. Yeah. Without wiping off first. The nozzle The nozzle, thing. and then looking to see what color comes off, and especially on Sprite. Uh, if it comes off anything but clear, it's, it's bacteria. It's E. coli just waiting to get in you. He goes, those are the, those are the dirtiest things you, you deal with. He said, the food can have, like we watched that, yeah, that documentary thing. Because you're supposed to take the nozzle off at the end of the day but just, and soak it. Yeah, all day, suckers. And then put them back on every morning. You should probably do it like multiple times a day. As much use as it's yeah. getting, as much touching is happening yeah. and all that. Yeah, but this this person was like, that is the grossest thing in any restaurant now and anything else is the public soda machine. And now the ones that you can't really do the it nozzle. has one nozzle. Yeah, it's just it's a, just a, I don't know how that thing works. It's magic. Puts 50 different sodas, flavors Immediately, too. It's like I'll have cherry vanilla, Coke Zero. It's like, I'm like, how did it know? Like, it's ready. It's the end of an era. The sale of common incandescent light bulbs has been banned in the U.S. 
but it's been a long time coming. Um, it started with the Bush administration. Uh, the Department of Energy says the average American will save around $100 a year, $3 billion collectively as a result of the rules. It will re- also reduce energy costs for schools and businesses. Most places have done away with the incandescent, but you basically have a year to do away with it. We had a lady here. Or what? They're going to knock on my door? Yep. We had a lady here complain that she was getting sick from the lights, thinking that they were fluorescents, and they weren't. Right, they're LEDs. They're brand new. I don't know what they are, but it was a nice try. I found out about it. I'm like, we can complain about the lights making us sick? I'm never going to work again. Now, there was a a video on that uh, Trump, during his presidency, they were talking about, you know, moving more into that area. But he's like, I'm not going to force anybody. He's like, for me, it's a funny video because he says the incandescent light makes me look orange. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like how it makes me look. But then he made the point of, uh, you know, the problem is they do last longer, but the LED lights, he was saying some of them have uh, very toxic once they're done. Yeah. What do they do? Everything's bad. But just, you know what, live your life today. Everything's bad. But I like the fact that a light bulb, you know, the LEDs last Two, three times longer, you know, 20, 20 years. Or- Al Gore wrecked it. We, we never thought about light bulbs before. They went out, we changed them, we put it back in. And Al Gore, well, we got to do something about what happens with them. And then we invented new style of lights that are 35 bucks a piece. But like Brady said, hey, they last a couple of years. And they're more expensive. Right. Yep. So you're paying for the same amount of 19 cent light bulbs versus your $40 four year light bulb. And now we can't dispose of those because it's killing turtles. And now we don't know what to do. Now I just can't get puss. I turn the light on. I just have to have a ring light around my junk, make it look more soft because I'm getting old. It's projected to reduce carbon emissions by 222 million metric tons over 30 years. Act like you understand. Don't care. Thank you, Brett. That couldn't be (laughs) more right. Don't care. That's your kid's problem. Yep. Have them invent better lights. Thomas Edison's light bulb is just as good. It's fine. It worked. But then it just leaks into the oceans and blah, blah, blah. That's your kid's problems, not mine. Turn the lights on, turn the lights off. If you understood what Brady said about the, what was the stat, about 55 milligrams of this and that going into the carbon emissions, you're lying to yourself. Nobody understands what that means. No one understands it. I don't know what a light bulb leaks out and what kind of carbon emission thing it does. I just know it lights the room or it doesn't. And I quit trying. You've made light bulbs too hard. These aren't legal light bulbs. You've got the old-fashioned filament ones. I'm like, right. Is the room lit or not? Quit complaining. There's a school in Vermont called Middlebury College. It's dealing with uh, over-enrollment. And they're offering upperclassmen $10,000 to delay their education to ease the overcrowding. You'll get paid for not going to school. They basically want them to sit out two semesters. They'll give you ten grand. Spokesman says they typically have 2,500 to 2,600 students, but enrollment this fall could be closer to 2,900. Enrollment for not going? No, the enrollment for going is 2,900, oh, and see. they can take Got basically Got usually 25 to 2,600. So say the hi offer's to- been made available to juniors and seniors. Take a leave of absence for the fall semester and winter term. They want at least 30 students to step up. Okay. It's like airlines. They've overbooked. 
Got to say hi to our former employee, uh, Doug Fairchild, who, for some reason or another, and I always know this, is a huge Al Gore fan. He loves that one the most. And I don't know why. I just got a text from him. He goes, ah, Al Gore. <laughs> That's right. Doug and I went out once, and I watched him come out of the bathroom. His face was glazed like a donut. Smashing puss. <laughs> Doug loves Al Gore for some reason. This 21-year-old man in Mississippi escaped from a correctional facility facility last August. He was doing a seven-year sentence for aggravated assault, but he was expected to be released last December. After he fled prison, he broke into a nearby home and held three people at gunpoint for hours. Then he stole a car from one of the hostages and crashed it. Police later found him hiding in a trash can, rearrested him. He broke out a few months before he was going to get out anyway. But now he's looking at 40 years in state prison. Man, that's a nightmare. There was a guy that, uh, where was it? It was in uh, Missouri. Hit the lottery for $50,000. Then he won an extra 100 bucks. Told his family, I had matched four of the uh, Powerball numbers. I got fifty grand. His son didn't believe him. Bet you a hundred bucks you're lying. Knocked it down again. <laughs> I just saw a story about a lady. I think it was in Australia, maybe England. I don't know. She was in the states, and the story was the guy talking about it was British. Um, she in 1997 or so, she won the lottery with her coworkers, and it was eleven days before she filed for divorce. So she didn't tell her husband. He just found out about it. Oh, <laughs> she's been. Like nickel and diamond, she, uh, like they split out like two million bucks. So she won. So he's going after the money because he found out that the day she won was like ten days before she hit him with papers, and she hit it. So he gets. So she might have to kick back a couple hundred thousand to him. Forty years later, it's great. There's been a major potential breakthrough in the fight against cancer. It was announced yesterday. Researchers at the City of Hope in Los Angeles came up with a targeted chemotherapy pill that only attacks the tumor, not your whole body. They're testing it on humans now, but in the lab settings, it's already eradicated a bunch of different cancers, including breast, prostate, brain, skin, and lung cancer. Experts are saying it could be the holy grail for cancer treatments. I hate cancer. It's like the worst thing we've got. Devil's advocate about cancer real quick. Uh oh. We're all living we way too long. You take cancer out of the mix, it's going to be an awful lot of old people. You know, I want cancer to go away, but it does provide a service. Imagine years from now, for, you know, 120 is your qualifying <laughs> age Jesus. at the new villages. God, do I hate hearing that. We've cured cancer. Oh, crap. That means a lot of people are going to live a long time, and we're going to be working until we're 90. Cancer's horrible, but it's sort of like forest fires. We don't like them, but it helps out. I got a couple of radio videos. First one's a guy going down a slide. It's a police officer. Uh, that one's been taken down. It's oh, down that oh the one that anymore. busted. I saw oh, that It's so loud. You yeah. hear the I think I actually have that. Oh, you do? Yeah, hang on. Dude lost. And there is an F-bomb it. when he lands. Did he, was he terribly injured? No, he wasn't oh. injured, I don't think, but he was just... That's not it. No, no, no. This is another one from that page, okay. so I, I had a replacement. Okay. All right. While Brett looks for the for the yeah. real one there. Yeah, all right. We'll go to this. 
Hot dogging on a quad. Oh, he's going to blow his shoulders out. He didn't let go. That's what he says. Uh, fast and by curious. Yeah. <laughs> Upside down on a Guess quad. Yeah, they're 69. And, and yeah, he falls back on his passenger right into their crotch. Is that two dudes? Yeah. <laughs> they go they go pee-pee to mouth accidentally, and he won't let go. <laughs> That's kind of funny. And I got a kid uh, getting hurt. This is a... Uh, First one's regular speed, nice. then they do it in slow motion. Right. We're, we're kicking a soccer ball on a tennis court. Yeah. Right into... Oh, a baby! I didn't see the baby! Yeah. Now, what in regular oh. speed? It just takes them out. Oh. Yeah. Well, they banned abortion. you got to come up with new ways. It's... Right into that infant's head. I didn't know Dr. Lincoln played soccer oh, like that. Man. The first comment is, and this is for slavery. <laughs> it's a black guy kicking a ball into a white kid. Oh, my God. If that's reparations, line it up. I will be the broadcast. Welcome to Reparations Saturday, where black people kick balls into the children's faces. Uh, little waspy kids. Just that voight ball sound. Oh, it's, it's a good best. smack. Let me hear it again. All right. We're live at the local tennis courts where little white kids named Aiden are going to get kicked in the head by guys named Dequan. Oh, oh, man. This is for the 19th century, everybody, and boy, is it fun to watch. Last one I had. These Negroes can kick a ball into a white baby's head like no one I've ever seen. You thought they hated soccer. You were wrong. Put a white child in front of them and they become Pele. Last one I have is a back alley power spray. <laughs> I want to watch that kid get hit by that ball and make it about race relations all day. Take that, little cracker. You and your ancestors. This lady can't wait to uh, find a restroom. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no. That is a power spray. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Was that pee? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so foamy. Oh, oh, oh. oh, it's like her urethra threw up. Oh. That is, it's like the first layer I get when I go through cobblestone. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. on your windshield. It's, it's, it's the softener before the... Before the, the yeah. Wow. I mean, it fires out. Look at the look at the buckshot spray that comes out of there. It walks away like nothing happened. A buckshot. Look at that. How big is the opening that that, like, I've got hoses that don't do that. Spruce, there's a camera everywhere. Oh, my sweet Jesus. Well, that camera's oh, moving around. Somebody yeah. was filming. Somebody's her. watching. Yeah. Oh, you that can is find a... that on Chili Peppa Inc. Peppa. On one of my favorites. <laughs> Brady's so street. Wow. Yeah, you got it. He and his glissies. <laughs> Wow. I think this is one that Brady was looking for that was sent to me. Oh, okay. The cop getting hurt. Yeah, I believe so. And he's just going down a slide. And yeah. He's up, right? Listen like a, to the Oh, look at how big clanking. the slide is. Yeah. So he might be on the button just I in gotcha. case because I don't know. I gotcha. It's towards the end there, he says. He's come shooting out of this playground slide. It's not pretty. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, my. Coming in. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the clanking. Yeah, he's in his full cop gear, too. Well, that's his gun and his nightstick. Is that a Bobby? No, he's got a gun. Oh, that's a real gun. One of them British pansy guns. How did he get so turned around? He lost he's, his handcuffs he, and everything. He's face down. He's face down and facing the wrong way. <laughs> out of control, yeah, firing out of the yeah. chute. <laughs> he looks like he got pushed down that. 
Let's go back to our village where black people kick babies in the head. I really enjoyed that. Now up, a girl named Hannah, and she's going to pay for hundreds of years of slavery as we welcome Dequan Didwanderson. (laughs) He's got a lot of uh, consonants in his name. Where's the baby I'm supposed to kick? Right in front of you, Dequan Didwanderson. And uh, here's a couple couple bros outside flexing, and they get they get taught a lesson. I don't. Oh, he just, I don't strip him. This dude just took his shirt off. Like it's not even a fight. He just took his shirt off. Like someone else took your shirt off. Oh, guy in a wheelchair. Really? <laughs> guy in a wheelchair goes by and slaps the drunk. That's not, yeah. the first dude took your shirt off. I don't know how that happens. Come on, bro. <laughs> Was he flexing, this guy? He's yeah, I think so. Built like E.T. <laughs> Paul Giamatti got a smack. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, my God. Toledo, have that loaded up. I got to hear that kid get hit again. Oh, that noise. Oh, what's happening here, Brett? This guy's got a, oh, got a pull a through his body. Or a pull directly through his midsection oh, and right out his ass. Oh, my God. So that went either through his ass and out his stomach or in his stomach and out his ass. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know about the song. Neither. There's an F word in that. Wow. So it's coming out his butthole. Is that real? That's not, I don't know. That's I mean, not a movie set? I don't know. Maybe it's a new video for Katie Kaby. <laughs> this is a dude waiting in line for 21 pilots yeah. tickets. Wow. And then we'll... Uh, oh, my sweet Lord. I don't man. know how that... It, it's in it. stick up your butt. It's like... Oh, God damn. <laughs> we were having fun. Lap time. Remember when we were having fun? You know what I'm offended That's by? That's your Brady report. You, <laughs> no, no. I got one more here. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. We're all done. <laughs> Show's over. Larry's next. Thanks, you guys, Dick. Uh, you guys have a great day. <laughs> Larry, Larry, Larry. I'm done. You son of a bitch. We were having so Larry, much fun. Larry, oh, that was fun. So quick, you know. I go back to that study about taking jokes because I can't take yours anymore. <laughs> it's now thirty-seven percent. Oh, it's, it's heavy, heavy. And uh, I'd rather have cancer and joke about it than hear another dad joke. God damn it, Brady! There's no recovering from them. Go ahead, Brett. Try to make things better. You can't. Well, it's not going to make it better, but it'll make it interesting. All right. This is how they handle rapists in another country. Oh, okay. okay. You, you, you won me over. You swung me. All right. I'm back. Right. I'm back. All right. No more Brady. Is involve a machete again? Uh-oh. Oh, they've got a... Oh! It's the dude laying on the ground. Is he... Oh, my gosh. These are rocks to the head. Oh! Massive rocks to the head. Street justice. From, from like real oh close. Oh my god! This dude's out cold, and they're rocking and him in the head. And now they're stripping him. Ow! Oh, another blow to the head. Uh, the, the, the locals. Oh, oh my gosh! No, no. Brent, I hate you. Stabbing him in the penis. <laughs> oh no! Jump to the balls with the rock. Make it stop. How can you be that mad? This is the worst episode of Fat Albert I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> I'll watch it again. The day, yeah. kids. <laughs> watch it start. Like, I wonder how long it took that guy to recover. So initially, they, oh, man, that first rock, that dude, Vita Blues, that one right into his head. And then it picks it up and goes right in again. And this guy's done. The dude on the ground is absolutely finished. Now they've pantsed him. Oh, God. Oh, he's maybe sound. still around. I no way. No way. I don't think so either, but his arm's yeah. kind of, oh, no. There's a little CTE there. Yeah, he's definitely going to have to go to the protocol tent after this. And then some sort of an ice pick right to the genitals. 
And then a pullout. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then a rock to the nuts. Well, that's for my stepmom. Oh. Brady, yeah. that's what we're going to do the uh-huh. next time you have a dad joke. Yeah, that's wow. that's the punishment for rape and dad jokes. <laughs> and there's your recovery video. one of them is a lot worse than the other. And, of course, I speak of the dad jokes. Wow, that was, that was tough. Yeah, I'd rather have somebody jump out of a bush, attack me, take care of business on me, than ever hear another dad joke come out of your mouth. <laughs> well, you know that's... Followed by that horrible giggle. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a I'm stick up, up his right now. bum. You got one, don't you? You already wrecked no. it earlier. Yeah. Just go ahead. Because no. you're really in touch no. with now your... Now you have restraint? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your your <laughs> medulla oblongata of lame is really, you're in touch with it. Are you going to do it? Is it? Just do it is now. Is it bigoted or is it... it? Oh, yeah. All right. The last video, that guy got rocked. Okay. Oh, That's Jesus Christ. Even... Play the Larry song. Let's go. Yeah. No, Larry even quit. It's his neck. This is terrible. How do you ruin such wonderful things like murder <laughs> with your terrible choice? Friends are picky. Okay, stop. Oh, stop. oh man. Sorry. Honestly, seriously, Sorry. go walk to LGE. I, gotta, I wanna I watch you walk to the LGE. I gotta walk it off. Walk right over to LGA, LGE, open the door and go, Sorry about that. And just apologize to strangers. Go to Fiesta Mall. Tell yeah. the crew over there is tearing it down. You're apologizing. Yeah, I'm sorry I to you mean, guys. You know. Guys at Video West, listen. Go apologize. Yeah, go next door to Video West. Sorry about that, Chiefs. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> my man. Hey, my man. Hey, guy in a blue shirt. <laughs> blue shirt guy. Terrible. Anyway, sorry about that, folks. 810. There's plenty of great radio on the... No, there's really not. Yeah. We've, <laughs> we've sunk to their level now. You can hear Brady. Call in with your story. Brady's the latest uh, addition to the KSLX Morning Show now. Congratulations. <laughs> Down the hall you go. We don't want you here anymore. Uh, and it's 98 KUP. Christ. <laughs> Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. We've got a party tonight. That's all we need to talk about right now. We're doing it. Cha-Ching Chavez is ready to go. We're going to get our first bottles of it in about uh, 45 minutes. That's going to be awesome. What time are we there tonight? I don't know. Six to eight. Six o'clock. Six to eight. Six o'clock. We're going to be out there. Well, we can get there at 5. Would you like to get there at 5? I'll meet you. Oh, no, that's Friday's 5. That's right. 6 o'clock. Oh, yeah, you've got I may be there at 2. I'll be there at 5. 6 to 8 tonight for the big Cha-Ching Chavez beer release party over at Four Peaks in Tempe. Uh, And this is a good thing. A lot of you have ordered up your beer. You pick it up today. It's delicious, by the way. First things first, it's great beer. Second, uh, it helps the Arizona Humane Society when you buy one. Uh, Pints. Giving money away every time you get a pint of it. So even if you don't get the six-pack or the bottles, you go in there, have a pint with us, uh, and you're helping the Humane Society. They're going to be out there tonight, too, so somebody might become a parent before they leave this evening. We've had a pretty good success rate with folks walking out with brand-new members of their family from these events. It's just great, and uh, Humane Society will be out there tonight. Now, I'm not sure if they're going to bring dogs tonight because it is awfully hot. So standing on that patio might not be the best idea. But they might have a couple puppies and keep them on that little thing and then take them away real fast. But uh, it's always a treat to have them out there. And it's always good to see you guys coming out and hanging out with us at Four Peaks. Now, again, the rules apply. It's a Four Peaks party. There's going to be alcohol. There's going to be everything else. What do we say? Don't be that guy. You see us chatting and having a nice time. You cannot 
Monopoly. Yeah. We, we, if you see Brett ta- like ah. looking at me tapping his left hand, that's Brett saying, do you need me to get you out of this mess? I've seen mm-hmm. you've been trapped with this person for a while. Now, did it on Friday night. <laughs> and you helped out a ton on Friday night. Do you need a little help? And then I just give him a yes. Like, yeah, I, I nod it like I'm getting a good call from a catcher. Yep, that's what I need that pitch right there. Uh, a lot of people don't know when, you know, you're making it awkward for Brady. Brady will talk to what? everybody. Wait, oh, that's, that's right. That's, a, that's, that's right. A thing? That's exactly right. That's a thing? That's how bad Wait you are. You can make it awkward for Brady. That's how bad your social skills are. Pick up on the cues. Don't shake people's hands for too long. Stop touching me. We love having you out there, but there are a few people, not all of you, and others see it too, that if uh, if Brady walks away from you, you don't follow. Stay put. He might come back. He might not. You've had your chance. Don't touch him. Don't feed him. That's the words to live by no matter what. Don't touch him. Don't touch him and don't feed him. Because then, then we lose a key member of the night. If you feed him, he's going to stay at your table, and then he's not going to read the social cues that you want him to leave. So it just gets awkward. A lot of hellos, a lot of how are you's, a lot of thanks. Tell a quick story. Get out. Get in. Get out. Like a like an open mic night comic. You've got like two minutes. Let's go. Let's get to the joke and get off the stage. And I'll do the same. It's a sweaty night. No touching. Fist bumping. Lots of that. Don't get too close and spit when you talk. Ooh. I can hear you. I can hear you. Weird. Check your breath. That's right. Exactly. Check your breath. God damn it. If that's not super important, check your breath. I'll check mine. I'm doing all the same rules, too. This isn't just me saying just for, It's all of us. We're not very good at socializing. These events usually end up being like, I need a hand. I need a hand. I got a clinger. Clingers are brutal. This guy just says, hey, Brady, f*** you. And oh, you're yeah. right. And he's right. And he's right. A couple emails that came in, too. Oh, I've got a bunch of them. <laughs> Pop Pop is uh, getting torched over here. Look, you see, suckers. This guy uh, said, can't we have a... That's <laughs> what it says. Can't, that was the last That time was last year. Peaks. We'll come up with a new thing for you today. <laughs> oh, your new thing tonight is instead of uh, instead of saying, how about that? You say, wow, your mother's... <laughs> and then just throw that back out as your exclamation of surprise. Your mother's... <laughs> I can't believe it. What'd you say, Brady? You heard me. Uh, can't we have a decent rape video anymore without Brady ruining it? Yes. No, we can't. <laughs> Brady will throw his dad joke on top of us. We can't even watch a, a classic murder video. A good old meat and potatoes murder in Africa. We can't even watch that anymore without Brady wrecking it. And I, for one, won't have it. This also fits into the conversation earlier. This text just came <laughs> Oh, no. Look. I didn't say anything about fun. The guy says, maybe John's wife gets cancer. He'll rethink as he watches uh, her fall apart. Won't be fun, head. No, I didn't say cancer was fun. I'm saying it does a job. If we cure major diseases that take us out, we're all going to be working until we're 1,000. I'm not saying cancer's a good thing. It's a horrible S-head. thing. But he ain't wrong. S-head. Yeah, that was Ronnie's number. <laughs> That's right. Hey, it could happen. But right now, it has a purpose. Uh, we got a population issue. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And a guy says, John, to take your idea and even further, that cancer drug, only good for people under 50. Over 50, get the F out. Yeah, uh, maybe that's maybe that's it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm over 50. You know yeah. what? There's no reason to drag me out if I got it. Let it ravage your body, he says. <laughs> <laughs> 
do the old-fashioned treatments. There you go. You know, to keep me around for a while. The, uh, I'm yeah. sorry. You're too old. You're too old for this. We have to just give you the old way. Yeah. I'm just saying, if we cure all the diseases, yay, hooray, but also, now what? We'll talk about it tonight at Four Peaks. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants it. It's a terrible thing. But again, if they keep saying, I get nervous that I'm going to hear, oh, we're going to live to be 105. That means retirement age ends up at like 83. I'm not doing that. You got to think of the other side. Slow cure some things like they did AIDS. They cured AIDS and nobody even knew it. These these are the types of discussions we should have at Cha-Ching Chavez parties. Tonight, a couple of pints. Don't get too close. Change the world. Don't get too close. Don't spit when you talk and check your breath. And a handshake should not be uh, shackles. I should be able to shake your hand and let go and leave at any time. A lot of people, you know, it's the old Pat McMahon thing. He hangs on to your arm because if he doesn't, you'll walk away from the conversation. It's never going to end. People who hold your hand through a handshake to tell a story realize I'm not good at stories. Most people walk away. I've got to hang on to this person. Don't do that. How you doing, buddy? That's why fist bumps are so great. There's no, like, bond. Can we put a stay on hugs tonight? It's just so hot. It's so hot. Well, you put a stay on hugs. Yeah, you're the one that does that. You're the one that does that. If she's if she's a smoker, you're hugging her. It doesn't matter how hot it is. Nah, I'll make an exception. Yeah, you need a hug. <laughs> Please let me go. Bring them jugs over here. Wow. Bring them jugs over here. You smash them jugs. Why? How about that? Your let me mother's- smell your hair. <laughs> Listen, Biden. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Let me smell all your hair. David Copperfield. <laughs> Don't. So why are you doing that? No. Where's the beer? Where's the Melissa? Right, right, right now? We're not throwing out David Copperfield. This is not. <laughs> Kirby's not here. <laughs> Again, we can't even have a decent, like, inappropriate touching reference. A dad joke's popping up. He's like a dad joke whack-a-mole today. Anyway, tonight, four peaks. I've placed a lot of rules, and then the guy ruined it with cancer. Toledo had to point that out. Hey, look what this guy said about cancer in the middle of your talk. Uh, it's Ching Chavez tonight. Pre-order your six-packs today. And uh, you still have time, I think. If not, well, then screw it. We'll get you one tonight. We'll get some beer out there. It'll be lovely. And you know where four peaks is. It's over in Tempe. GPS it. You got that all figured out. Nobody even puts addresses on these things anymore. It's on 8th Street. Yeah, it's on 8th Street. You'll find it. You'll get it. (laughs) You'll get it. It's where all the fun is. And then that dude getting strung up and hit like a pinata. That's Brady. He made one too many. One too many. (laughs) Uh, It's 832. We will see you there this evening. Cha-ching Chavez is ready to go, and I can't wait. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. All right, there's some news for you. It's uh, Knights of Sidonia, and uh, I just wanted to, you know what, we're, we're waiting for our beers. Let's be completely transparent here. The beers are on the way. Stretch, stretch. We just got to stretch <laughs> until they show up. Don't want to start anything and they get beard in the middle of it. Uh, but again, I like Winston. My buddy Winston says, I love it. You have to set the ghoul rules for tonight. I like that. Ghoul rules apply tonight. Don't be a ghoul. I won't be one. You won't be one. I'm not going to follow you around. Don't follow Brady around. Don't sit on anybody. Don't touch people. Just be nice. Be be social. Read the social cues. Hey, I'm going to go over here for a little bit. When I say that, that doesn't mean come with me. 
Same with Brett. If Brett's looking at you, we got to do that. You, you don't want to be that guy. And I don't want to be that guy. No. In fact, if I'm doing that to you, just say, hey, John, you've uh, worn out your welcome. <laughs> and then what will you say, Brady? Wow, how about that? Your mother's <laughs> I'm like, there you go. <laughs> just want to hear Brady say the C word to multiple people. That's multiple. today's, huh? That's or today's. This, this that's the big one. Wow, how about that? Your mother's <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that, bro? Just because it shocked me. And I say that when I'm shocked. Your mother's uh, you can get that done. So, uh, and, and because we're running short on time, ninth caller, 585-9800. Offspring tickets, offspring I think. Tickets. We'll give you offspring tickets this morning. Make it easy on it. Ninth caller, we'll give you offspring tickets because we care. And then I have to read from the book of Brady. Please open your books to page one. Uh, Brady, this one's for you. You're going to like this. Uh, right. Brady doesn't like hearing about people who have died, but I bet you you're going to be happy about this one. I don't want anybody to pass away, except for this one. I'll just say, influencer who famously promoted virtues of a fruit-only diet, dead at age 39 from malnutrition. (laughs) That makes Brady happy. A social media influencer who extolled the virtues of a vegan diet of raw tropical fruit has passed away from malnutrition, exhaustion, and infection. Uh, Jana Samsonova, she's a Russian blogger, posted all the time that an extreme diet of tropical fruit was the only way to work. She was working in Southeast Asia and said, I found this. It gives me great energy and health. 39-year-old claimed she hadn't had any water for six years because fruit and vegetable juices provided her all she needed. Regularly spoke of taking pride in the fact that people couldn't believe she was approaching her 40th birthday because she looked so good. And she did. She was thin. There's a few pictures of her where she was a little too thin. There's one that that they pull her up. They post one that is scary. But the one on the beach is nice, but she's very thin. She's got a couple of them I've seen. This, the, the one they're using is perfect for Brady's uh, argument because oh. that's, that's a tough one to look at. She's too skinny. Uh, she said, I eat yeah, simple food. I, oh, man. Can you I are, go home? Yeah, I, I'm are. done. What is the matter with you? You've got to stop. Where is the beer? You know, the problem is he just did 20 minutes at Kirby's 15-year-old kid birthday party on the weekend, and he must have killed because <laughs> he thinks this is humor now. It's, something's wrong. She's way too scared. Look at that. that is, look at that, that one right here. That is disturbing there. That's hot. That's like Skeletor. That. <laughs> that's hot. That's I like, like the that Crypt one. Keeper. There's one of her on a beach that I was like, that's I mean, not really bad. Yeah, there's a couple. She's okay. But uh, she's always like, uh, she's like, uh, no salt, oil, proteins. People were doing this. She's never had a cold. Extreme dietary regimen began to take its toll, and she died on the 21st of July in Malaysia. Doctors blame completely her lack of proper nutrition for this. So Brady is right. Sometimes Malaysia. you need a street corn dog and like some fries and a bag of Cheetos. Some burnt ends. And then some burnt ends. And then that's your appetizer. would have changed her life. Yeah, three or four glizzies, knock those down. That's right. Brady and Ralphie May are right. Because, look, Brady's well past 39 <laughs> and never once even died, like, on the table, which is surprising. When you see him, you're like, he's been dead once. They brought him back. Nope. He's never coded. <laughs> oh, coding's the best. Brady's had nurses look at him and demand he admit he's having a stroke. No, I'm doing good. It's just pizza. I'm excited. Took his blood pressure and stared directly at his eyes right in front of me and said, I swear to God, if I wasn't looking right at you, I'd admit you for a stroke with these numbers. I'm on meds, too. Oh, my God. It's pizza. I get excited. My man. That's not how blood pressure works. Ah, come on. You don't know. Just a number. But, Brady, you can celebrate along with your kind. Fruits and vegetables are murderers. They're killers. And if you use them wrong, they'll kill you.
So in honor of Miss Samsonova, Brady's going to take everybody to White Castle for lunch today and just knock one knock one one hour of just White Castle diet. Works for me. It is true, though. You can't just eat nothing but fruits. And besides that, she is too skinny. That's not what Katie KB says. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's solid right there. That's a good one. It wasn't a pun. That was just a a straight haymaker, baby. That's right. Not look at those coconuts. You make fun of the Katie. Yeah, it's good stuff, Brett. Now, you're a champion today, and Brady's still at the kids' party. Anyway, so if you're one of those people that's been pushing the fruit diet, just know. The people you're pushing it to have an argument back that fruit has now killed a woman. If it was exceptionally healthy. It's always good to have a little meat on your bones. And in your hands, evidently. There you go. <laughs> That's over there. That's right. <laughs> Just like KDKB. More oh, advice. KDKB's new catch list. Always have meat in your hands. I have meat More in meat my meat in the mornings. <laughs> I have wood. Anyway, congratulations, everybody. You're all winners for not being in shape. <laughs> like Fruit Lady. 39. Checked out. Pizza. That's young. That's the key. Well, that is young, but she did it to herself. And I know deep down you're celebrating this news. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I know deep down Evil Brady sat and when I said she's 39 died because all she ate was fruit. <laughs> Good. That's exactly what your little evil brain did. There wasn't a moment of you going, that's too bad. I was hoping that worked out. Never once did you hear, I only eat fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it. Fat people always bring up Jim no, Kick. No, I'd like to see yeah, that. I'd like to see that, too. <laughs> Fat people always bring up Jim Kick, who was a world-famous runner. Frank Shorter. Well, there's was Frank Shorter, too, but did Jim Kick, didn't he well, die also? Like, both of well, them. Again, your kind always bring up the two runners that died of a heart attack. They'll kill you. They don't know any other runners ever, just the two that died of a heart attack. That stuff will kill you, man. It'll kill you. Well, your doctor actively tells you what will kill you, and you don't. Yeah, but that running's worse than anything I'm doing. I know a lady who ate all fruits and vegetables and died. <laughs> Good. Oh, and here comes See, all the callbacks. Ya. Everybody's like, yep. she died doing what she loved. <laughs> That's right. She died yeah. doing what she loved, which was <laughs> sucking the rind of a cantaloupe. <laughs> That's right. If you're going to eat fruits all day long, it's 93.3. <laughs> What you do. We're going to drink beer next. And Rock Wars is coming up. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Do you have headphones over there? Would you like some? Put those on. Put those on your head. Look at this. Introduce yourself to everyone. Tell everyone who you are. <laughs> tell, tell them your whole story. Go. I'm drinking. Okay, I'm, I'm I drinking. am Melissa Osborne. Oh, we don't have to go that far. <laughs> a brewer. That's it. Brewmaster. That's all you got? Come on. A little enthusiasm. You make cha-ching Chavez. You are the brewmaster, Melissa. You are the one that makes it all happen. Just for you. That's right. That's all that matters. <laughs> Melissa's she back makes again. one batch a year for you. That's right. Two it's- batches. Oh, well, you got right. the homebrew bound too, but you do the you like we've got the four peaks to Ching Chavez. It's back. It's in the bottles. Yep. You can't. That's the noise of it. Cheers, uh, Brady. You having one? Jen's got yeah. one. Hey, empty-handed. Not in this room, lady. That's not how it goes. Uh, and we're doing the party tonight, as yeah. usual, six to eight, mm-hmm. and you've got it all ready to go. Nothing's changed about Ching Chavez. You like the way it is. Do you want to change it? No, I like well, it. Right, it's Love good. It's Casual perfect. Hop. Right. Now, last time you were here, 
Uh, we talked about your uh, potential uh, other job, which is to carry babies for other couples. And that has not panned out it at all. It wasn't a go. No. Would you like to pass. try again? Because I got a couple people that are emailing. They've asked, like, well, we need a baby in my wife's frigid. Can you help? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, thank you. I'm flattered. <laughs> Nothing at all. Are you flattered? I don't. Yeah. I think I would be like, I'm let's blushing, you know? stuff a baby in that lady. She can do it. That's not flattering. What's it paying? That's what well, I well, it's yes, forty yeah. grand. No, I looked up the other day. It was like hundred. You get it depends. Come on, what are you doing, Kanye's kids? Yeah. Let's calm down a little bit. Let's just regular Joes. They're not giving you a hundred thousand dollars just walk around their baby in them. Yeah, forty grand is a pretty good pop. That's pretty good. That's really good. So maybe you can come out tonight to Four Peaks from six to eight. He's doing the math. Maybe he can put one in there. It's like five grand a month. That's not bad. You're not really You're doing anything. Yeah, I'm on my butt sitting up. You're yeah. not. Don't act like pregnancy's hard. It's no, been going doing, on since the beginning. Yeah, Everybody's I'm, I'm, been able to do it. What's been everyone's? <laughs> there's seven billion of us. Pregnancy's easy. I, I'm, I'm so tired of people talking about how hard it is to be pregnant. Seven billion people walk the earth. That's seven billion pregnancies, Jen. You didn't do anything special. <laughs> she did it three times. It was she so hard. Us three. Yeah, something so hard. Like everybody, oh, it's so difficult. Well, why'd you do it a second and then a third time? Am I wrong? It's not that bad. No. See? Was one, what was the <laughs> hardest one? First, second, or third? Third. Because it was a boy? Uh, it did different stuff? Yeah. Like how? Oh, boys make her sick. <laughs> KDKB's down the hall. You'll fit in. <laughs> they all say the same thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, so back to Melissa and her surrogacy. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, now what? Uh, now we're going to not change Holmberg Bound either, but Ching Chop yeah. is ready to go. You're well, out. I always change Holmberg Bound. Holmberg Bound, we change the dry hop for it. You don't know that, but. I don't know that. My I, name's I, on it. I've told you that. We need to talk more about this. Okay. Uh, this is different. But Ching Chavez, tell everybody what's special about it. Now, this is the only time I'll ever see this word on a on a anything I know. and ingest but you can't taste you it can't really taste it and either. it's not the texture of a coconut did we play a really funny song last time yeah my coconuts yeah, by my kim patrick by that yeah. but coconut is in this and in what way there, like in shredded or what is it no there is no coconuts were harmed in making this <laughs> so it's not really in us it's the hop profile gives a little bit of coconut if you really look for it but cashmere hop is really more tropical berry forward so if you guys taste it um better in a glass actually you, you think? Do you ha- yeah. Do you have a pint glass? You have no, a pint glass. No. Oh. Not handy. Not clean. Well, we're drinking out of today. glass. Yeah, you get them tonight. Well, this is yeah. glass. Yeah, the bottles are glass. Well, you can smell it more if you pour it in a pint glass. But yeah, the hop, uh, cashmere has been the hop of choice. Mm. This is what you picked. It is what I all picked. All the recipes. But I didn't know that coconut was going to be on the label. Yeah. Well, we're going to change the label, right? Next year? Yeah. Got to get that coconut word off of there. Yeah, we'll change it. I'd rather have like, you know. Because he said something about coconuts just before we went on the air. <laughs> Yeah. He, oh, yeah. I, his choice of eating coconut or this. I would rather go into the men's room, wait for someone to finish up, and then uh, enjoy their backside than eat a coconut. <laughs> Ever. I'd rather perform Blumpkins but than see, eat a coconut. But see, it's not that bad. <laughs> Just a hint of uh, coconut is okay. But this, but it's not. But, but that's what I want to clear really up for not. other coconut haters like me. It's just a reference to the hops being tropical. Yeah, yeah I'm not pulling necessarily. There's no, like, There's no coconut. You're not dicing them up and throwing no, it in. No, no. Because then I would throw this at you. Yeah. <laughs> There's no coconut in here. No coconut. All right. So why no. include it in the label? I was not a part of that. <laughs> Who do we have to talk to we- about getting that off? That's like strawberries. <laughs> Give and me coconut. a sharpie. We'll handle. Yeah, it. just right yeah, now. all of them are going. <laughs> off. Just go through all the Red's bottles. Hit every <laughs> bottle and knock yeah. out coconut. All right. Well, tonight from six yes. to eight. What else is going on at Four Peaks? What should we know? 
Um, we have lots of beers on tap. We've got like 27 beers on. So something for everybody. But especially Cha-Ching Chavez will be on tap at 11 yeah. o'clock today if you want to come in beforehand. For lunch. For lunch. Yeah, come in and have... Oh, we got it on tap starting now yeah. anyway. Yes. So you don't even have to be at the party. You can get it this afternoon if you can't make yep. it tonight. Okay, but, perfect. But bottle pickup is at 6. Right. So. And we got that going yep. at 6 o'clock. So you don't get your bottles. But yep. if you want to shoot in there early and get mm-hmm. some food. Now, you guys not only do this for the, us and the Humane Society, uh, you have the other thing, right? Where you cure Alzheimer's with beer? Uh, the ALS beer, Iron it's Horse. great yep. stuff. And you and I were drinking that uh, yep. last time I was over there. And you told me the story. And it's huge. Like, this is a great big deal. Yeah, we've done that um, probably like five years now. Yeah. So, yeah, different hop growers get together with brewers and make a hop blend. And then we use that hop blend and uh, make a charity beer. So, proceeds go to ALS. Uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, it's a horrible disease, as you all know. Yeah. Um, it's been affected. Uh, some, of our, some of our Four Peaks family has been affected by that, um, sadly enough. So, yeah, we do that for charity, and it's a great um, pale ale, hoppy gold And when ale. does that usually roll out? Um, ALS month is May. It's okay. May. Okay. And you still have it, right? Was all still, the time. We do still have some yeah. left, yep. Because you made me drink some last time. I didn't make it. And here's you. the worst part of it. She's <laughs> like, here's some of this. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And she goes, yeah, each purchase helps mm-hmm. uh, ALS. And then at the end, they're like, we got this. And I'm like, so if I take a free one, <laughs> I'm actually kind of hurting somebody. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to drop extra money and I like, put this towards the ALS thing. Like, it was a real good move. You took someone's part. life that day. Yeah. yeah. Somebody oh. passed away. Yeah, somebody <laughs> passed away. Somebody was the luck, luck, luckiest man, man, man on the face oh. of the earth. And it wasn't. And I'm like, you can't give these to people for free. So no. those you can't get a freebie on. No, you do get a free glass, though. With the ALS thing? Yeah, a, a pint glass, like a plastic pint. Oh, that's good. Yep. All right. And then well, we just cool. did Four Peaks for Teachers. Uh, did that program, Janelle? How much did we? How many boxes? Seventy five hundred wow. boxes. See, yep. That's pretty amazing. Teachers, yep. Now, uh, does uh, no, is your husband still deaf? Remember that conversation? Like for some reason, she tried <laughs> to tell everybody her husband was deaf and get sympathy for that. Is he? I don't remember. That. Yes, you do. Last time we were at the thing, you're like, my husband's deaf, and then you started to tell everybody at the bar that he was deaf. You don't? Is he okay? <laughs> I I you remember what like, we're talking about. Yeah, she tried to pass off that her husband was a deaf man. You got a lot of stories His you don't His mom tell. was Anne Frank. You get her tonight. Weird. Yeah. It got weird. You get her tonight. You were saying Alan Keller. You confused yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure. Anne Frank has nothing to do with being deaf. You screwed that up. Just admit it. Because now it seems weird. I get them mixed up. Do you think Helen Keller was real? I don't. No? Mm-mm. There's proof of it. What? What? Prove it. Give it. I don't know. She wrote books. Yeah. How does she know when the paper was out? How does she know if her pen was working? Jesus. Anyway, it's a long story. <laughs> Melissa will tell us. See, the thing is, you clam up in here. You're sitting there telling stories about surrogacy and your your, your death husband. The mics go off. Oh, yeah, the mics off. Like, oh, yep. one time I had this sponge. You don't even want to know what I was doing with that. And these terrible stories Melissa tells. And then she comes in here and she's like, yes, I'm very much. No, my husband is fine. Thank you for asking. You are. You got to open up. Let's get you. Come on. No. All right. Well, Melissa, I, I appreciate your candor. <laughs> we make you nervous. So next year, yep. the, the label. I have to, yeah. Just uh, you can. I want uh, okay. coconut three eleven and Fiera. Yeah, you might as well just <laughs> have Guy Fieri as the label. Well, no, Gordon's still be on it. Right? Gordon is always going to be on yeah. it. That's Gordon on the yep. Ching Chavez. All right, tonight from six o'clock. Thank you for bringing us our beers. Absolutely. We got our we got our cut. We're the first ones in. We've tapped it. And thanks you for had, getting it to yeah. us Friday night, too. You got the sneaky peek on Friday. Yeah, and it was awesome. People were guzzling that stuff. So thank you again for bringing You brought us the beer. We always like to say hi to you. You're hiding something. No. Yep. You I'm got sitting across from But tonight, we'll have uh, story time at Four Peaks. <laughs> Hang around. I won't That's, feed Brady. Don't yeah. feed Brady. Yeah, do not feed Brady. Don't touch what? Brady. Just know the rules. No touching. No. Brady orders his own food. Don't offer him food. He, he's never going to go away. And then it gets really socially strange. 
I heard your rules. Right. And am I wrong? Oh, you're totally right. People need to be reminded sometimes not to just Brett's talk. Brett's a time clock. I heard that. Oh, oh, yeah. Brett's the guy. Yeah. And if you see that, you should feel bad about yourself. If, like, Brett's given me the signal and I'm nodding, you're like, oh, did I do if it? I'm yeah. lurking, yeah. Right. And I've, <laughs> I've been on the other end of that where I'm talking and I see somebody go, I got to go. And I'm like, oops, I, I went over I went over, uh, over time. It's like calling in the reliever. It you is. Gotta, you got to tap for Exactly. Yeah. Bring in the lefty. Always a pleasure. I think you're hiding something tonight. Find <laughs> Melissa. She's, she's being very sneaky. Yeah, where are the bodies? Coy. Something's going on. She's got bodies buried somewhere. Cha-ching Chavez tonight at Four Peaks. And uh, anything else you want to add before we go? No, come in. Um, we're going to be on the patio, so it's going to be a little sweaty. But um, you got the come. misters and stuff. Got the misters. But you get some pint glasses, too. We'll have some extras. Um, so if you don't get the, the six-pack carrier uh, of bottles, you can get a pint glass. Donate to the Humane Society. Um, always good. Always good. Yeah, good for charities. You guys yeah. do good stuff. Thanks for doing this with us once again. Absolutely. Very much appreciated. Four Peaks and Cha-Ching Chavez tonight. And uh, you can go down there and grab them. Even if you didn't pre-order, you can do yep. it now. So it's awesome. Thank you for coming down here. Always a pleasure. Everyone and drinking with us. And Jen for, oh, pregnancy so difficult. <laughs> Tell that to a lady in the 1800s. You know how easy your pregnancy was compared to some woman who's like, it's a 50-50 shot. Everybody's going to live. <laughs> These she delivered mothers. her kids like a woman from the 1800s. Did you? Did you go on that? At show? home? No, she was, <laughs> she, was on, drugs. she was on drugs when she got pregnant, while yeah. she was pregnant, and while she was giving birth. There's, the whole reason that thing Maybe happened a was drug-induced. Uh, it's 916. There you go. See you tonight at Four Peaks, everybody. We're going to drink beer now. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Those beers are fantastic. Yeah, but they took the cooler. I know. They took what our the beers. What the hell's away. going they, on here? I was just, uh, uh, they both, uh, Melissa and, and Janelle both said that uh, there's still uh, six packs available. Oh, nice. So you can still order them up right now. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's for a great cause. It's for the puppies of the Humane Society. Humane Society can't bring dogs tonight, though. Because it is too hot, and just in case, you know, they get the hot feet and or just a heat stroke. You don't want to risk it. A guy emailed said, can I bring my dog tonight? Sure. Put the footies on him. You can bring your dog. Put your footies on him. And, and, you know, it's your job to maintain your dog's thing. Dogs are welcome. It's up to you to be a good dog owner. That's the deal. So if your dog is an uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be there. That's, well, that's no hot. fun. If you want to bring your dog, all you right. can bring it. I mean, of course that's true of all things. If it doesn't have to be there, don't bring it. I want no one there who doesn't have to be there. We want volunteers, not hostages, Brady. Yeah. So if you're, yeah, if you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't have to be there, but I'll show up. I don't want you there. Stay home. I want somebody who wants to go. More beer for us. That's right. And if you want to bring your dog, you're the owner of that dog. You can bring him, but make sure that's taken Buddies. care Buddies. Make sure you Buddies. put the shoes on him. Yeah. I hate seeing that, man. I know. People trying to walk a dog outside without footies, I get bananas. Uh, so, yeah, hop on that thing and make it happen. Uh, it's time for Rock Wars. Uh, I have a topic for everyone because oh, I won last week, birthday boy. And I'm just going to go back to what we did earlier. The theme song for that guy who emailed in and said his daughter's been invited to a her friend's virginity loss party. For those of you recap, that's right, John Gordon, who just heard it for the first time. An emailer said he's mad. He and his ex-wife are in a fight because his daughter wants to go to a party on Saturday for her friend, and it's her friend's. Uh, I lost my virginity party, and her mom's throwing it for her. And I don't know what kind of presents you get that. A towel? Where do you get your friend a towel? Or a, I don't know, a shirt that says, I'm a hoer? Uh, pregnancy test? We need a, a theme song for this evidently brand new trend of 
uh, people accepting when their kids lose their virginity and throwing a party for them. And the dude's right. The mom's all mad going, sex shouldn't be taboo. We should be able to talk about it with our kids. All right. You want to have horror parties? Go ahead. We're going to have a theme song for you. A theme song for I Lost My Virginity Parties. Brady, your daughter's a teenager. She might get invited to one. Well, I know, a Christian school. Smart. Kept the shame alive. Kept the, kept the shame going and the guilt happy. you got to get them to a religious school. But no way Gilbert Christian tolerates anybody who has a I Lost My Virginity Party. They'd kick them right out. And rightfully so. Yeah, I don't think that would go over well. This is a very public school situation. And like we got all the emails that said, isn't that just called the quinceanera? Yeah, those, <laughs> those ladies aren't in school anymore. They're 15, for God's sake. They've been raising their kids for three years. Uh, it's 936. You got any suggestions? Holmberg at 98kupd.com. You can text 97936 or call 585-9800. This week's theme, a song for the I Lost My Virginity Parties that are a real thing. It's 98kupd. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98kupd. It's time. Very late, but time nonetheless. Hey, look, when you're drinking at work, you usually get behind. And we did. Got the Cha-Ching Chavez tonight, Four Peaks. Get your orders at 98kupd.com right now. Uh, and, of course, get ready for Rock Wars. Uh, brought to you by our friends over at Mo Money Pawn. It's on 12th Street and Indian School. And Mo Money Pawn, shorter long-term... Lur- uh, <laughs> Whoa, hey now. Beer. Cheers. <laughs> shorter long-term collateral <laughs> loans from $10 to 100000 or more. No credit needed. Top dollar paid. And the entire process just takes several minutes. MoMoneyPawn.com, 12th Street, and Indian School. Thank you for this Rock Wars. The Rock Wars theme based on a guy. What was his name? Sylvester? Yes. Sam was Sly. my Sam was my canceled Uber driver. So, Sly. Sly. That's right. Sly was a guy. Emailed in this morning and said that his daughter has been invited at age 15 to her friend's lost my virginity party. So evidently this kid spread open, took the pipe from some other teenager, told mom. Mom's like, we're going to have cake. And they made a party out of it. And they invited her friends. It's a big celebration. Used to be you were a whore. Now, it's a big party. And so we need a theme song. I want to start my uh, party planning uh, company based on these, you know, red velvet cake period parties that girls are having. And now lost her virginity parties. And then, of course, my first abortion. Play school might as well have that. A little abortion kit. Because they're just they're treating everything like it's supposed to happen. I want a theme song for... The lost our virginity party. I'm waiting on you, Brady. <laughs> we told him off the air. He's not allowed to use Madonna. What did you go with? Uh, I went with. Uh, I think the the party should be named uh, Cherry Bomb Parties. Ooh. I went with the Runaways. Nice. Ch- 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 cherry Bomb right. Girls screaming with their cherry. Daddy, uh, you know. It's not bad. Not bad, you know. Brett's pretty confident this week. I don't know. He's been marching around since. He's I don't care if I win. I just want to hear this. <laughs> Second time he's used this band. No, no, I've never used you this one. Use it. I remember. This no. isn't hung like Jesus. No, 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 no. Okay. Cherry bomb by the uh, Runaways. Runaways. Just terrible Runaways. The least deserving. The WNBA of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Horrible band. A lot of good members. It's like what Patrice O'Neill said all the time. He goes, "Imagine like the whole idea. This, this is a long ways to go, but it's a good one." When he says, uh, you know, finding love is really hard when you break it down. you got 7 billion people on the planet. you got to cut that in half. Three and a half billion. So you're trying to find the one person in your life that, that you can spend all your time with and love. 
And say so here in the United States, if you're just going to keep it there, you got 30, 330 million, break that in half. It's like 160 something million people. And then you want somebody who's funny, and that leaves you with zero. <laughs> if you're looking for a lady. Patrice O'Neill was a guy. Same thing with the, that uh, Cherry Bomb band. <laughs> they had that song, Socks, by the way. And then three or four of them went off and had dudes write songs for them and became popular. And that was about it. Who was in that? Joan Jett. Joan, Joan Jett. Jett. Awful. Cover Lita Ford. Artist. Lita Ford. Terrible. Jerry Don't know who that is. Lead singer. Jerry Cooney. Jerry Cooney, former uh, heavyweight <laughs> contender. He probably looks like him now, but... <laughs> Who'd you nail first, Jerry Cooney from uh, the Cherry Bomb Band or Jerry Cooney? All right, Brett, you're up. Go get him. All right. You know, Sly calls in and he's having all these problems and his wife thinks it's a great idea for his daughter to go to this, you know, de-virgining party. Right. Well, no, and they're not de-virginizing her right there at the party. It's already been but, done. Yeah, no, that's, Man, what, that's what I mean. Cow, your party is different. But, Yours is very, very old school. So, so Sly, Sly feels this way about his ex and the guy wife that's throwing it feels this way about his wife well all right the song is called your mom's a whore from <laughs> the band sexually aggressive silverbacks <laughs> what were you searching <laughs> no he knows this song <laughs> your mom's a whore yep so this is the theme like hey, kid, your mom has to be a whore to celebrate your daughter mom is a whore if she's yeah. doing this your mom's a whore. <laughs> This song is amazing. <laughs> oh! Hey! We'll have to work on the edit, though, before yeah, we will. Because <laughs> I after mom can't be uttered on the edit. It's a good lyric, but let's not, you know, hey, it, it, it right? goes with the story, Sly, you know? I mean, hey. So initially, I was going to go kind of Brady's route. I was going to do the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Yeah. Yeah. Zoot Suit Ride's a fun song. Eh, it makes the party too fun. Then I was going to go, well, let's. Let's have a theme song for the virginity loss party to be her next step, which would have been bricked by Ben Folds because she's going to need an abortion soon, too. We might as well start that party moving. And then I just thought, well, what are we celebrating here? What is it exactly we're celebrating here? Cardi B. <laughs> Wet ass. That's what we got going on. Right? Yeah. Celebrating your daughter's incredibly lube body parts. Oh. Yeah. Is this the clean one? Yeah, because every word is bleeped. Yeah, everything's bleeped. And this is what daughter talking about beating up that wet ass. Mom's having a party for it. Serving macaroons and glizzies. Look at my mouth. Look at my thighs. What is wet? Come take a dive. Tie me up like I'm surprised. That's role play. I wear disguise. I want you to party. Anyway, congratulations selling your whore daughter's virginity out to the friends. That's really a good idea. Sorry, Sylvester, but thanks for the news. It made for a great topic. John Gordon, we're late. You're going to pick a song all on your own. It's just you, just you, and you only, John Gordon. Who wins this week's Rock Wars? So. <laughs> you ever been to a virginity party? Not recently. Uh, when are you going to have yours taken? <laughs> it'll, it'll still be a while. Let's have one for you. Get it over with. You know, already. there's one song that went with the theme more than the others. And that song belongs to Brady Bogan. Oh, yes, my gosh. Wow. Cherry Bomb. I knew we shouldn't have let John Gordon vote this week. He didn't week. have his headphones on. <laughs> You've heard Cherry Bomb. Ah, uh, you still liked it? All right. 
Yeah, Cherry Bomb Works. Song. It was the cherry. The, the cherry po- Would you have picked Cherry Pop and Daddy's? Same, the same joke. Eh, close. He didn't like them as much as the WNBA of rock. All right. You know, we'll and he likes Lita Ford. And, I know. You know, you know what you've Jack done now, though. You've ruined next week. Yeah, thanks, Great pal. topic next Way week. Oh, we can't wait. Whatever Since we're talking we're about in- at 9-11 <laughs> will be talked about again at 9-22. Maybe we should just do a topic for 9-11 next week. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be more entertaining than what Brady picks. Great divorce songs. Yeah. Will be oh, it's nine. right. <laughs> All right. So here's Cherry Bomb from The Rascals. The runaways. Who cares? Yeah, them too. Yeah. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. Good, it's over. Yuck. Thank God I still got beer left. Yeah, no kidding, boy. I need a drink to find that entertaining. Great. Great rock wars. Exactly. We'd expect that out of you. I'm a little upset. (laughs) John was singing along over there. Gordon enjoyed that. Hey, you picked him to to pick. Well, he's the only one. went to one call. God damn it, you're right. (laughs) And your mom's a whore. It's on you. It is kind of on me, but it's more on him. Tell Brett's mom a whore for no, no, your mom's a whore. <laughs> My grandmother's a whore. No, not your mom's Thank a whore. Thank you very much. No, no, no. You, you didn't yeah, understand. get it right. Come on, man. <laughs> Brady, your mom's a whore. You heard me. Jeez, these guys, they don't listen. <laughs> Tell you what, these guys. These guys over here. The beer in the morning is good. Uh, probably wildly illegal, what we're up to. I'm not signing any papers. We're good. Who signs those, by the way? Isn't someone supposed to sign something every day after the show? Yeah, our lawyers, they're still working oh, on the golf right. tournament. It's, it's, un, it's, it's under the pile. Don't worry about it. We'll get to it eventually. We've got a seven-year streak going here. Yeah, we'll get to it are, eventually. We're, we're, we're supposed good. to mention that, but I remember it used to be that you couldn't drink on the air and sign the thing. Yes. But I haven't signed I remember anything that too. ages. But that was also if you had a card, if you had the FCC broadcaster's card. There's a remember? card? Don't have you that. don't remember having those? No. We had to get one in I never had one. Soon as, if you were operating on the air, you had to have an FCC card. Right? Pratt used to have his in like a folder yeah. in the old like studio. I remember that. Or something. So it's a. Oh, like, d- Larry still got it. See. No, I, I have the folder. You have his folder. The folder that had all the old licenses. in Did it. Did you have it? I never had a license. I never did are either. We, are we supposed to sign something? No, we're done with that. Yeah, that yeah, that, that went away. But w- yeah, when I first got into radio, we were supposed we had to, have to have a broadcast. Oh, it was a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Not the license part. I didn't know anything about that. I mean, of course we all have them. It's right here in my wallet. We're all professionals. That's right. But that's where it started. You have the the license holder had to sign the log. That's right. It's next to Brady's official booby inspector card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got a joke card in there next to FBI. If anybody would have an official broadcaster's license on this show, it had to be you. You would be the only one. I got one of those. Of course. <laughs> I'm a broadcast professional. And here's my itty bitty <laughs> committee uh, card. I'm in on that. I'm the president. <laughs> Uh, all right, cherry bomb one. Yuck. <laughs> Next Kyle Pierce yeah. suck. Kyle Pierce said, "Oh, great. My day starts off with now. I hate John Gordon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this song makes me jealous of Helen Keller. It's true. <laughs> I got into an argument on email with a person who's like, "Helen Keller was too real." I'm like, "Look, don't don't get all up in arms about this." <laughs> Last night I started I started to answer back, and I'm like, "No, I'm not getting into this." You believe she's real. I believe she never existed the way we hear about her. I'm sure there was a Helen Keller, but not the one we know about. Not the book writing one. I'm fairly adamant about it. I've put my feet in cement on this. There was no Helen Keller like we know. It's a show. Trust me. (laughs) What makes more sense, my way or your way? When you really, truly think about it. 
book writing Harvard graduate who couldn't hear or see. She and her friend Solly did very well. Sullivan was the answer there. She was the she was the Colonel Tom Parker of Helen Keller. Uh, it's time now for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends at ReactDefense.com. That, my friends, is the home of Tactical Black. And they've got all sorts of cool stuff going on right now. Jay uh, emailed me last night, and he's like, uh, oh, where'd it go? Oh, there it is, down at the bottom here, dummy. It says uh, they've got another self-defense seminar coming up in the Glendale location. You can sign up for now, Saturday, December 2nd. So it's a full seminar, women's only self-defense seminar coming up on December 2nd. They just all have, right. they just have, all right. They, yeah. <laughs> so you can defend yourself from that guy standing outside the seminar. I hear there's a lot of, it's ladies night at the old seminar. I heard your mom's a whore. Where's she at? <laughs> and they'll play ladies night. You all come in and learn how to fight off Brett and then we go home. But yeah, the uh, ladies self-defense seminar is happening December 2nd in Glendale. That's Tony's place and Tony's a monster. And that is an awesome Awesome seminar for ladies. I'm telling you right now, you go in, you think you're confident now, wait until that three hours is over, and you'll come out of there brand new. It's amazing to watch, and you'll start to see the empowerment action. Everybody always talks empowerment, and, oh, this makes a woman strong. This makes you stronger in three hours. It's incredible. It's not just watching a movie and feeling good. You come out of there with skills. So they got that thing going on December 2nd. They've got all sorts of seminars always going on. In fact, you'll come out of there with skills at the seminar or just at the classes. And again, private lessons, uh, classroom setting, whatever you want to do, uh, they've got you covered, and you will come out of there a machine. It's awesome. And a smart machine. That's the best part. Doesn't It's like Miyagi. You learn this stuff so you never have to use it. The best part about it is you get into situations. Last night I had to walk home from Van Buren to the H&H Ranch at 11 o'clock. You passed some weird stuff. I did a little thing called, I think it's called cutting the pie. I always screw that up. Where you, uh, <laughs> I know, speaking, of which. speaking of cherry, but, <laughs> but you're walking along. And the last thing you want to do, and a lot of people tend to do it, just a little trick. You gravitate towards a building. And when that building ends, you can't see around that corner for about seven. It's a military thing. It's like a seven foot thing. So if you walk on the outside of a sidewalk, you can see what's waiting around you on the other corner. Two times last night, had I been hugging the building, I'd have walked right into trouble. Not necessarily a fight, but a dude that would have thought, oh, he's in my, he's in my area, and we'd have had a little interaction. I, I spaced myself. I looked around corners before I could, you know, if someone was hiding there, and chances were they weren't, but someone was there, you know, you startle somebody doing something they shouldn't be doing. It's an amazing little thing. You start to kind of react differently to the way you move through a, a crowded area or through an empty space that you're like, I'm alone. This is a little weird. I put myself in a situation. You cover all your bases. Little things like that start changing in your head, and you didn't even think about it before. They teach you things that are useful every single day. ReactDefense.com is where you go. It's the home of Tactical Black Brady Entertainment. Nickelodeon will air an alternate kid-focused telecast of Super Bowl 58. God. What is it? <laughs> well, they've been doing that. Who's doing it? Nickelodeon? Well, they Nickelodeon. did uh, wild card games in 2020 and, and 2021 the and then a Christmas London Day game. game. Right? Or Christmas. Yeah, you know what's really yeah. bad about that is But Nate- this will be the first alternate oh, Super game. Yeah. Telecast. The one where they slime the yeah, end zone. Nate they Burleson. probably have slime oh, in as well. Nate Burleson does the games. He's magnificent. Like, he's great in the studio, and he's really good at calling the games, and he keeps it fun and stuff. But it is very weird to have them, you know, all the graphics on the screen, and then yeah. SpongeBob will pop up. And I like SpongeBob, but he got no business in a game. This is sponsored by Dr. Lynn. <laughs> yeah, it keeps I the mean, kids you away. watch Actually, this and you're like, you know what? I don't want any kids. I want the real Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Screw this. The fun of it is, and I'm not watching the Super Bowl that way. If you're watching a game you don't care about, it actually is pretty well done. 
because it's goofy. It's more for adults, and it's, but there's kid involvement. But yeah. it's like kind of like funny. So you, yeah, I'm out. I, I'm still there's not kid involved. I'm still not going out. I'm Brett. You know what? You don't have to. You don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> trying done. to talk to him about it. He sent. He centers me. I'm done. He brings me home. <laughs> Hell no. I tried to have a moment. He's like, you know what? There's no arguing this. He's right. Why am I even trying? <laughs> there's kids involved. Why am I trying said. to say, hey, there's an alternative thought here? No, there's not. He's right. This is a waste of time. <laughs> The man who Stop it, Nickelodeon. pulled That's his car right. out in front of Treat Williams on his motorcycle in Vermont in June is being charged with grossly negligent operation with death. Wow, that's an over-explanation. I never that heard of that one. has to be a... Man. Distracted driving, basically. If done by it, Hubbard lawyers. Yeah, grammatically, that just Oh, says, it wouldn't be done yet. No, was, <laughs> grammatically, that means he was negligent with death. Right. Not negli- the way negligent you, the way you... with death. That includes death. So your negligence added a death. Yeah. But he was using death negligently. Right. You should use death responsibly. Right. You're responsible <laughs> with your death. You were negligent with death. And he killed Treat Williams, who I don't think anybody hated. A poll of uh, 2,000 people revealed America's favorite TV family. Ever? Right now, of all time. Yeah. How far has the Cosby family? Oh, yeah. It's got to be the Brady Bunch. Brady uh, Bunch was number three. Wow. Sopranos? Yes. Um, not in the top Leave it to Beaver. No? Well, you're talking some old I too, I know, but... And the number one family... Hold on. Let's ...was also the number five show. family. Kardashians. They're, they're in the top ten twice. How's that possible? Because they have two versions. Oh. Oh, the Connors? Roseanne? Yeah. The Adams family. Oh. Because Wednesday is now one, and then the wow. original Adams Family. They're not anybody's favorite. Family. Simpsons number two. There you go. That was another one. Uh, the Bundy Family. Number, oh, from number uh, four. Married with Children. Mar- married with Children. Yep. Probably the most relatable one. Family <laughs> Guy make it on there. What's that? The Family Griffins? Guy. Uh, no. Wow. Hmm. Home Improvement. Full House. Everybody loves Raymond. My two dads. No. In this era. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. To 2023, you yeah. Greg Evigan and Paul Reiser. The Banks were number 10 from uh, Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince. Okay. Sprannell should have been on that. I agree. Lizzo's being sued by three former dancers. For crushing them. <laughs> she no, demeaned and fat shamed them. <laughs> She'd have to. She could crush them. She, she, she fat shamed them? Yep. I was well, at the show. Uh, How do you fat? One of their complaints is that Lizzo took them to uh, live sex shows in Amsterdam and forced them to interact with performers in sexually Forced. explicit, Come on. explicit uh, ways. You went. She also uh, was super demanding, demeaning, and demoralizing to the point that one of the women peed herself because she was wow. afraid to That's ask for no. a bathroom break. No. That's not why. Because she couldn't get up from she's the trough. Well, she's got incontinence. Stomach was actually weighing yeah. down on her bladder. We saw that girl in the radio videos this morning. Yeah, that shot yeah. out of her. The jet spray. <laughs> that was like pulling a cork. The Wind Cries Mary, song by Jimi Hendrix, was reportedly inspired by a fight with a girlfriend over lumpy mashed potatoes. His British girlfriend, Speaking of Lizzo. Kathy Mary Etchington, Etchingham, sorry, once explained that we had a fight over food. Jimmy didn't like lumpy mashed potatoes. Uh, there were plates thrown I ran off. When I came back the next day, he written a song about me. It was really flat, flattering. Huh. But then, it might be partly true, the song was also inspired by another Mary, Jimmy's Seattle girlfriend, Mary Washington. 
He had a lot of Marys hanging around. He dug the Marys. <laughs> it's cherry bomb is in my head, and I want to hang myself. <laughs> you know who to blame. I know who to blame. Lizzo. <laughs> and then this is the perfect review of Cherry Bomb. Sean Phils just said, Cherry Bomb, the song, makes my penis soft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never had four women try harder to make my wiener soft, but success, ladies. Well done. Scandal. What's their name again? The, the Raconteurs? Runaways. The, runaways. the Runaways. That's right. <laughs> I'd rather listen to Raconteurs. I would listen to the Raconteurs. I'd sleep with the Raconteurs before listening to that again. <laughs> I'd eat coconut, I think, before I'd Whoa. listen to Cherry Bomb Oof. live. Because you got to see those old hags going up there trying to bounce around in that. Uh, that's it for us. Tonight, 6 o'clock at Four Peaks. And thanks to Melissa uh, from Four Peaks for coming in here. Brewing up some Cha-Ching Chavez. Knocking them down this morning. And having a lovely day. With our beer. You guys can order it last second, 98kupd.com. Come down, visit, pick it up with us. Have a nice party at uh, Four Peaks, despite the heat. Who, who doesn't want a cold beer to help dogs on a day like today? Sounds perfect. So thanks to Four Peaks. The Humane Society will be out there. Should be great. And we'll see you all around 6 o'clock. Larry's coming up next. Be kind to him. He'll be kind to you. And we'll see you tomorrow right here in the morning sickness. So long! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. Many years.